0: Thirteen of the radio impound podcast in case you forgot what you downloaded and press play on june 4th 2020 how are you jason
1: doing well here at the shop just kind of getting ready i can see you i can see you there
0: yep we're doing work here we're still testing testing our live video
1: yeah so everything's going pretty good here. Just been really busy and uh, got like a lot you of. You got products.
0: a, looks like you got a bar back there. I see a bar stool. <laughs> What's
1: going it's on uh, over it's there? just a top it's a tabletop.
0: I thought maybe you served drinks over there during the day or something. Looks like some You got a bartender back there.
1: No, nah. <laughs> not that great.
0: Personal bar inside his office.
1: That's like, uh, there's a show on Netflix called Mad Men. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but kind of a good show. But uh, every office, it's you know, it takes place in the 50s, I think, 50s, mm. early 60s. Every office has a bar in it, like a little bar. And every they're always drinking and they're always smoking, like 100% <laughs> of the time. So you go in somebody else's office, they pour you a drink. You go into the other guy's office, they pour you a drink. Like, they're just drinking and smoking all day long.
0: Wow. So it's not like that at JC? No. Okay. I was just wondering what that was back there. You take note of my uh, plaques back there. No, the whole thing looks good. You're set up. I got a lot of number ones up there from Mayfield.
1: Yeah.
0: 13.5 four-wheel buggy.
1: You got the AMS 10.0. Yeah, you got some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Basically a winner. Yeah. I'm a winner. When people come
0: over that don't know anything, I say, Yeah, I won those. Yeah, this is just a small.
1: I only kicked the first. <laughs> no, everything's going good here. It's busy and now we're starting to get some races start to start to kick a little bit. Got a couple races that are gonna be coming.
0: Um oh, I saw you were racing so, over the weekend.
1: Yeah, we had some club races. Uh, back uh, Did back-to-back weekends for club races. Me and Paul raced over at SS Raceway. Lee Setzer, you know, he was just on the show. That's their track. And
0: uh, and you didn't make the trip to Carol Baskins?
1: No. I looked it up, though. Yeah. It 30, was, 30 it was minutes 30, away? Yeah, it was 30 minutes away, and I was like, you know.
0: I thought that was across the street. I was like, damn, you got to go over there and get a picture, dude.
1: But tomorrow we got the Super Cup. Actually on Saturday it's uh, a Super Cup, so uh, we got Spencer Rivkin. Uh, he flew flew in from Arizona. He's going to run the Super Cup this weekend. Oh, nice! So he just he wanted to get he just wanted to race. He's ready to race. Get out there. So
0: yeah, I saw his post. He's he's jacked up. Mm-hmm. They are uh, doing a pit stop challenge. I see hashtag pit stop challenge. Yeah, Barstool Sports. Job. Puts up uh, sports's back. They put up and they put up an RC video of a pit stop. Can mm-hmm. you believe that?
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I think I, I don't know I, if
1: that's the I don't know if that's the biggest hit we've gotten, but uh, it's one of them. I know that video that was from Red RC of a Lee Martin to the I think he passed Bruno. It was one or the other, or was it? Uh, it was, I don't know. It was Lee Martin and somebody else. They had a big. That thing went viral too. Uh, I forget who picked it up, but one of those type of things picked it up because it was a really good race and, and uh, exchange of the lead they had, and that got picked up. Has a ton of had a ton of views. Uh, but this is that that pit stop with Chris Fail and. I can't remember whose video actually was, but Chris Fail was pitting, I think. That pit stop uh, that Spencer just did with Jackson, though, that's pretty legit. That's going to be hard to uh, beat the technique of that one because he got the car on the jump with the one hand. And then what was kind of cool is Jackson finished it off with jumping off a pit lane and kind of onto the straightaway. So it was a nice move. Yeah. What's funny is I know there was a Roar Nationals once where Mayfield was... Uh, he was jumping into the pits like that, like that's how he was doing it during the race. Like he was jumping, like he was jumping three quarters of the way down a pit lane, <laughs> and that's why track started putting a bar in the uh, in the pit lane at the beginning of the pits because guys can jump in like that, and, and it is it, you hurt you can hurt your pit guys and you fly off if you're not you know lined up you can fly right off into a pit guy.
0: So so now they stop that
1: yeah they got a little like a you know like a height um, a little bar on top of the pit lane so if you come in too hot the car just goes whack and the wing hits the thing and then you like bounce back oh Uh, it's pretty simple but it works really nice
0: i think i had something to do with barstool sports finding rc cars rc racing because i what'd you end up doing i sent in a radio impound podcast t-shirt to David Portnoy because he's been okay. during the quarantine. He's been doing unboxings. So you send him shit to his address and he was opening them up on uh, Instagram live and stuff.
1: Is this the guy that you kept sharing with the pizza?
0: Yeah, is that exactly. Yep. Yep. Okay. One bite. Everybody knows the rules. He does pizza reviews.
1: <laughs> it's good. That's actually a, and that's super funny.
0: I sent him a shirt and I had, a note in there explaining what the podcast was about. Mm-hmm. And when he opened up the bag, he just ripped the shirt out. And I guess the uh, letter got trapped in there. And he just held it up to the camera. I showed you the video. He held it up to the camera. And he's just like, you know, because his name, I had his name put on the back of it. Carpies did it for me. Okay. So I had Portnoy on the back of it, in the front, the logo. And he read it. He's like, radio. Well, he said Radio Pound podcast, but, uh, but I'm thinking maybe he read the letter afterwards and saw it and read it. And then, you know, I explained to him what the podcast was about. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping he would have read that on, you know, on live. But hey, I think, I like to think maybe I had something to do with it. They searched it out then. You, you might have. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what? And they got him some good traffic. They, they did, uh, they, they won the internet for the day with that thing
0: sure did people in the comments were like what is this like there was a lot of people that didn't know what it was about mm-hmm. so it might have turned on a lot of people to RC
1: yeah I, I mean who knows that's all maybe that's that's the kind of action we need so SNS
0: what did my boy get there third I think yeah that <sighs> was me What happened, Jason?
1: I TQ'd and got third. All right, yep, you TQ'd. We'll take that. You know, and it was my first, or no, I'd raced back-to-back weekends, but the one before was the first time back racing since, I think I ran the Super Cup in February, which I drove horribly in. Uh, Yeah, I hadn't raced a while before that, but, yeah, I, it feels okay out there. I mean, I hadn't ran since February. So, and then in general, just being a little rusty, but I actually was doing better than I thought I would probably, but it, it is, it's tough now because especially these, the younger, the younger guys, they, they just drive the cars so hard. You know, they, they push it to the limit. Um, they, I, I think, what they're concentrating on is, you know, they, they like almost the fast laps. That's what they're looking for. And they really concentrate on pushing as hard as they can. And they make mistakes. Um, these guys make mistakes doing that. Hmm. But they're so fast, they can afford a couple mistakes. And but in the top end of racing, that's kind of how the very fastest guys are in racing now where, you know, the, the Mayfields and these guys, um, when they're at their quickest at their fastest, they can afford a mistake or two and they could still be in the top five typically, um, depending on the size of the track. So these guys are definitely pushing to the limit. Whereas when we raced in my day, um, it, it was more about the five minute run, or at least it always was for me because I always felt like at the end at the end of the race or whatever we did, I always felt like if I couldn't do the, the five minutes clean, then the rest of it wasn't worth it because I felt like you get into a main event, you get in uh, multiple qualifiers. you have to just be consistent. And the more consistent you can be with speed, I think you improve your chances. And so that's still my strategy. I think I, I, I have a hard time pushing past a limit that um, some of the younger guys drive to. They drive to a <clears throat> a much harder pace. And so anyway, what ended up happening was Uh, Lee, you know, this was a club race, but we got Lee down here and then Julian Oliveras, and they're really quick. Uh, Paul was in the race and Ryan Harris and myself. And we all just kind of Lee, Lee and Julian were definitely quicker lap time wise, and they were leading throughout the, the qualifier, but they made mistakes and I got in the lead and I didn't, I had a five minute run without any crashes. And And it still was the fastest time. So, And then in the main, I led for about a minute and a half or so. Um, I made a mistake. And then Lee kind of got tangled with me when I was upside down, but he got around me. So then I kind of got back in the second. Then me and Julian had a good race. But I was definitely not as quick as those guys, but I felt a lot more confident uh, driving at Uh, driving the track so it was fun i mean it's it was great to get out uh be around other people and um just do some racing this is episode 213 who's our
0: special guest with us today
1: dan wyatt dan wyatt yep
0: bray wyatt from wwe
1: dan the man
0: and give me a little bit of lowdown on dan the man
1: dan's just been around an rc dad was a avid rc guy and then they were able to get into it together we'll kind of go over that a little but i mean the best way is just going to be able to talk to him about it and and uh get the lowdown i mean he's raced everything from you know buggies trucks fifth scale rc monster trucks i think he his preference is uh rc monster trucks and uh very good rc painter he's painted a lot of oh we have a painter lines.
0: on the show yep i oh, was talking about having that it's cool
1: yeah we got some good stuff
0: all right we'll take a quick break and load up on the seltzer and then we'll be right back with dan wyatt Yeah, Scotty Jr., how you doing? Good. How are you? All right, and I got Jason here with me. What's Hello, happening,
2: Jason? Dan? Oh, not too much. Just um, getting back to uh, regular, uh, regular life now that uh, that they call me back to work. So, uh, oh, so try and get get back into that whole swing of things. But uh, how are you guys doing?
1: Good, good. Appreciate you being on the show. Oh, hey, no problem. Yeah, we were. Um we were talking a little bit earlier. We were getting some new things, kind of trying to try some new things here, getting this the podcast set up. And uh, we got this uh, programs we're working with. And uh, in the future here, Gotti's going to get this set up so we got some, we can do some live stuff too, right? Yep. That's Very cool. Basically, what we kind of like to do is run through, uh, you know, since it's an RC show, we talk about RC, so, uh, and, you know, I know you have a real deep RC history, so, you know, if you want to kind of briefly describe kind of um, getting into RC and your involvement, kind of how you got started and getting going and the different classes that you've kind of ran over the years, I okay. guess. Okay. Yeah,
2: sure. Um well uh I would say I started actually it was my dad that got uh kind of got me started. I um the only thing we had um when growing up, first truck I ever ran was a uh was a Tamaya Bruiser, the uh the, the three speed truck. Wow. And um I was pretty pretty young, um to the point of um where I was like T ball and doing stuff like that like really young sports. And I wasn't really that, uh, wasn't really taken with all that stuff. And, um, one day, uh, like we went to, uh, went to an RC track. It was an indoor dirt track. And, uh, my dad's like, Hey, what do you think of this? And I was basically hooked ever since. Um, and I, uh, so we got like a RC 10 T the first one, the, uh, the aluminum tub truck. And, um, I don't know. I was, I was terrible with that thing. I was, um, I, I wasn't very good to start off
0: with.
2: And, um, and I, I, I swear, I, like the joke was that I'd take home more of the track than, uh, than any trophies. Cause I was hitting the walls all the time, but I, I don't know. Do. I think it was,
0: <laughs> yeah. What was that? That's what I would do. I, I was doing that too when I was racing. back. <laughs> it through. was,
2: yeah, it was pretty bad, uh, but, but you know what though? Like, it didn't really bother me. I, uh, I mean, I, I had so much fun because there was a lot of people, um, that were my age, a lot of, you know, other racers and, um, and the track, it was a Friday night thing. So, um, what it was is, I mean, I was, I was still in elementary school when I started. And, um, the whole thing was if I didn't get in any trouble that whole week, then I got to go racing oh, Friday wow. night. Yeah. So that's, that was the incentive. And, um, I mean, it was a blast that the, the track that, I mean, I, I I would like to say this is probably like one of my favorite places to race. It was in, um, it was here in Michigan. It was in uh, Canton and it was an old warehouse and they had a humongous track. It was uh, really well known. And actually at the time, that's where a lot of the the best drivers in Michigan were racing. Alan Horn was there. I mean, I grew up racing against Alan when I was really young and um, yeah, it was, it was pretty neat um, back then doing that stuff. And, you know, unfortunately, the the track closed down. Um, I would say, God, that had to be back in like the I don't know, the the early nineties, mm-hmm. mid nineties is when that track closed down. So I kind of took a a break there. We got into a few other things. I started middle school, and um, I still I got the bug. And the the best thing was is um, we basically. Found another track that wasn't too far from home, and um they were racing clodbusters there. And I had a clodbuster that had a very, like, a, a rudimentary chassis, was but an early sassy chassis. And I had oil filled shocks from Trinity. Jason, you probably remember all that stuff too. Like that was uh, top you, of you the just line. Got back back. Tr-
1: you got Gotti's attention with Trinity oil filled shocks. Yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. You know how, how hard it is to find those nowadays yeah. too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got, I've got a humongous collection of that type of stuff. Wow. Um, but, and, and the thing is, is like, I, I collected that stuff when I was going around hobby shopping, kind of like what, what Fred does, I would pick up anything that was vintage like that, just cause I loved it. You know, it wasn't for, you know, what I saw in the future. It might be you know, how, how rare they was. I just liked it back from when I was a kid. So, um, so yeah, so, so back to, uh, to that, we, we, I started racing at this, um, this next track and it was, it was called, uh, it was down river RC is the club. And, um, and it was re it was in a small like hall, like there'd be a, there was a bar in front and then you'd go into the back door area. And there was this small little, like hall area, and the track was tiny I mean it was probably <laughs> one of the smallest tracks you guys have ever seen, but the thing was is that racing that club racing was the best for like like honing your skills for racing clodbusters because it was so tight you had to have your steering really working well, and you had to have the trucks working well I mean we could keep up with stadium trucks with these clodbusters back in um I would say that had to be the uh the late nineties, early two (laughs) thousands. So we're really going back a ways. Yeah. And, um, and so we, um, we were racing those, um, and about that time, and this is, you know, the whole time, um, I've been racing, I, I have to say, you know, my dad and I have always been, you know, a team. He was the, uh, the one that got me into it. And he, he was never really good at driving the trucks. I mean, he was he never liked to actually run them. So I was always kind of the the driver and he was crewing and it's, it's been that way. I I mean, still to this day, I still enjoy, you know, that type of racing with my dad. Um, But so we, um, so we were doing that and then all of a sudden we got a invite out of nowhere to, um, to go to the Pontiac Silverdome and put on a RC event during a live monster truck race and this was gosh I'd say this had to be 97 ish 96 97 and um, so what we started doing is uh, they would call us up usually twice a year like in the fall and I think in the uh, the start of the new year I forget what the the, the dates were but um, they would call us up and we would go out and do a pit party. Like show, so we'd have like two or three tables and we would get a group of guys, RC guys, about 20 guys each time. And we would have, have Claude Busters all decked out, you know, like these were race trucks and some of them were, you know, some were racier than others, but we'd replicate real trucks that were actually going to be there at the event. And usually we'd have the trucks either sitting with the real trucks or we'd have them, have them with us. And then during the middle of the show, when they're kind of like rearranging the track or getting ready for, you know, the next, the next stage of their, their event, we would go out onto the track and launch the trucks over the real jumps that the monsters were taking. Wow! So we would, um, we'd do that and it was carnage, but the best thing was we we're out in front of fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 people at times doing this stuff. And, um, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, we would be there all day. So we got to, um, spend time with the drivers, spend time with the crowd, kind of showing them, um, you know, the trucks, what they can do to get into the hobby. And it's funny because it's we do that nowadays too when we do the world finals in, in like Vegas and Florida. But, um, I mean, it came natural. We were doing that back, you know, since the uh, the, the late 90s. Um, so we, we did that. I think we did those types of things um, alongside of our regular RC racing did that for probably a good 14, 15 years, I think. Um, and then, um, while all that was going on and we were kind of got back into things after, um, after that first track closed, racing at the small track, really kind of, um, getting used to running these trucks. And I mean, if you, if Jason, I know you remember growing up, there wasn't that much as far as like hop-ups. There was ESP, Sassy Chassis, there was Bennett's, um, there was also a, a, a lesser name, which was powers at the time. And that's kind of how we got hooked up into, um, the, the, the NRC TPH type racing, uh, which is more of a timed event. You, you're racing yourself. It's not so much a, um, elimination bracket style racing. You actually, it's a, it's a timed event. And, um, they average out your times. And by the end of the weekend, whoever's at the lowest time obviously is top driver. um, but we got into starting to go to the NRC TPA. I think 97 or 98 was my first year of doing that. And um, it was, it was unreal. There was so many people doing monster truck racing. And it, I mean, it was, it, it was like a small niche, but man, everything um, that I knew about clawbuster racing changed because there were guys that had completely different designs. It was like a free for all as far as new ideas. And, um, and about that time, that's when I met a, uh, a guy named Tim powers. And, um, there was also another guy that was hanging out with Tim that I got to know. And that was Barry Musauer. He was, I think a teenager at that time. He was like a year or so, maybe older than me. And, um, I think that first year, 97 was the first year I was there. And then 98 was the first year I think I competed. Um, and like I had been there, been there racing for a year and that next year was the first worlds that, that I attended that I was kind of more seasoned in that group. But, um, we, I raced with the NRC TPA for, I don't know, uh, at least a good 10 or 15 years, I think from there on out. Um, and we had a lot of fun doing that stuff, um, racing all over the country, the Midwest and, um, and that gave us a lot of opportunities um, for, you know, working with sponsors and trying out new things. I mean, we were, we were trying some, some setups on our trucks that were unheard of. I mean, I think at one time we had one, one claw buster that was running a brushless setup before brushless was even really a thing. And, um, and yeah, it was, it, it, I'll I'll tell you this. It was, it was an experience because that was before they really had the technology. So the truck didn't run that great. And it was, we were, of course, we were trying it out at some race and I was like, oh man, we should never have done this like right, right before a big race. Cause I would have, I would have done a whole lot better if we weren't trying something new. But it, at the time that was like the first race that was, um, that came up to where we could actually try the truck out. Um, it was during a, a lull in the action. So needless to say, we, um, we've tried a lot of different things with these trucks. And, um, and I still think that these, the Cloudbuster is kind of like the most well-known best-selling kit. I mean of all time, it's what Jason, like 30 some years now, I think as far as
1: 87, as far as right? 86 or 87. It came out.
2: 80, yeah, I think so. I mean, it, that is the all time best-selling. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's an 87 Chevy. So yeah, that would be, that'd be right. Um, I mean, it's still going strong, but, um, But yeah, so we, um, so we've tried a lot of different stuff. That was, um, that was kind of when, um, when I was just getting done with school, I think I was graduating high school and I was just starting college around that that time um, when we were really trying some, some new and exciting ideas. I mean, we were playing around with, with um, one-way bearings and trying to get the trucks to really corner um, and we, and we, at some point in time, um, you know, we, we, started working with Tim powers, we developed a a powers chassis that was, um, that we actually sold to the public for quite a number of years. Um, and it was, it was a pretty robust, robust system. Um, and so my dad was part of that with Tim and then, um, and around that same time, my dad was the, um, the director for the monster truck segment of the NRC TPA. So, while racing and doing all that stuff, we we kind of tried to improve what the TPA had. So I think my dad um, and I were the first to get them their real timing system to get things up and ro- rolling. Um, setting up, uh, setting up, we did all the, the the new ramps, built all that stuff, and it was there was a lot of fun. We 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 were very involved with the monster truck segment of of TPA. Um, and there was a lot of, a lot of good drivers too back, back then. And and it's funny cause now a lot of them are coming back into the sport and it's like refreshing to see some of these old faces and, um, but yeah, so we, um, we were racing with that, um, and around, I would say about that time of, was it 2009, somewhere around there, I kind of took another break because I wanted to try, messing around with a real monster truck. And I don't know if, if, uh, if I told you much about that, Jason, but you know, we were doing uh, work with the Excalibur and sudden impact team, um, kind of working with the, uh, the real truck doing, uh, doing rides with the, uh, the original Excalibur monster truck. And that was, I think that lasted for about a summer or two. Um, And that was, that was a lot of fun, but boy, that took a lot of time up um, as far as, you know, kind of like changing your lifestyle when you're, when you've got a real monster truck, um, to, to, to work on and, and be a part of. Um, but then from, uh, from that, like I started to get kind of busy with, uh, with real work. I had to kind of, uh, kind of change directions. I got into, um, what I'm doing now, which is in robotics, but, um, it wasn't, I guess a few years after, uh, after stopping, all the stuff with the, uh, the real monster truck, we got into racing again, or got, got kind of back into it, got new, uh, I, you know how it is. Like you'll, you'll, you'll be doing stuff. It'll get like a little bit stagnant and nothing really new and exciting comes out. And it's just like, okay, you know, something else takes, takes over. And then all of a sudden, boom, there'll be some new, new, um, new stuff. People get into things and, um, like friends will come back into the racing scene and, you'll want to go and do it again. Well, I would say, um, Tad, Tad Goad and, um, myself started uh, talking again. We, uh, we had another, there was a race, I think, um, Barry did a, a race, I would say at Samson's shop and that was kind of what got us started. Um, and me and Tad kind of teamed back up. It, it was a lot of years since I'd seen seen him. And, uh, we started kind of working around, um, these new stage five trucks had did the, uh, did a design off of what Tim was kind of playing around with, um, Tim powers, who was also kind of there, um, at the, at the same race, we played around with these, um, with the new kind of chassis design. And, um, and from there on out, we were, you know, kind of back into it. Like it, it just made us want to do more, go over more races again and, and kind of uh, kind of see what these these new trucks could do. And around that time, I think is when you started to hit the scene, right, Jason? Like coming and yeah. doing some of these races.
1: Yeah, it sounds about All right. right. Yeah. I mean, it's a kind of a good uh, a good catch up there. You know, I think. Uh, obviously, you know, we you know, you, you've already shared a ton about where you you know kind of got started, and so let's go back to this little. Um, the little break you did, you said around, um, you know, so obviously you started, you had a stadium truck, then you got into the clods, we raced the clods, uh, you guys did a lot of different things, kind of trying to get them to handle better, work better. You ran the brushless, uh, as an experiment and then, um, you know, kind of, kind of worked down the line and, and, uh, then you kind of got out of some racing for a little while, and then you were experimenting with uh being involved with a real monster truck ride truck. So what's what's kind of what's the difference between for people that don't know uh in the one to one world the difference between a ride truck and then sort of a racing truck or a competition.
2: Okay, well, a ride truck basically um Usually starts off with, um, there's some guys that have taken old trucks that were once competition trucks back in the 80s, let's say. Um, Mm -hmm. For instance, the truck that I was in charge of driving was the original Excalibur truck, which was built in 1984 um, by Dave Marquardt and Mike Nickel. Um, Basically, the truck ran from 84, 85 all the way up until, I believe it was 1990. Charlie Falken uh, ended up, the, it, the truck got wrecked, and they sold it. And from there on out, it, it kind of moved around the country. And at one point in time, somebody decided to rebody it with a newer Chevy truck body, which would have been like a, a mid-90s, and they put about 10 seats in the back of it. And what you do is, if, you're ha- if you have a monster truck team, and you're going to a fair or something, and you're doing an event, let's say, racing or whatnot, you know, like, like any of these smaller fares would have, you can market to the fair, a ride truck and you say, Hey, we'll come in and either they'll do like a, a set price to where, um, they'll just, you know, give you a set amount. And then you come and just drive all day long and give people rides, or you chart, you can charge people, you know, per, per ride or per rider. Um, I enjoy doing this because one, it got me a chance to actually drive the truck that I loved as a kid, but too, I mean, I got a lot of seat time driving this truck. I think like hours upon hours, each time I, I, I tired the thing up and was able to go and take people for rides. Um, you know, it was a set, you know, obviously a set course, but um, the difference between that is, I mean, we had people in the back, there was a roll cage, but I mean, you can't really do, you know, it's, it's not like a race truck anymore. It's, it's definitely more of like a people mover, but the funny thing is, is, you know, what can you do with 80s monster trucks nowadays? You know, they're not really, you can't really market them. This is really the only way that you can do anything with them. So um, as opposed to current race trucks nowadays, they are fully tube chassis. They're more like giant, I would say a dune buggy, but I mean, they're, they're, they're state of the art where they can go out there and, and do shows and perform like what you'd see and, you know, monster jam and whatnot. So that's kind of the difference between them.
1: So you were talking about the difference between uh, the trucks, and uh, you're basically getting into how the new ones are a little more like dune buggy, tomb chassis, which aren't as uh, easily converted to a uh, ride truck where you could put 10 seats in the bed, right?
2: Right, right. Um, and, that, and that's the thing is uh, there's been a few trucks that I know of one, Deal Wilson for Virginia Giant, built a ride truck-specific truck specific like modern truck. And it's incredible. It's, it looks like a race truck, but fully outfitted with seats. And that's probably the coolest one I've ever seen. But yeah, most of the time, I mean, it's, it's, you know, some type of vintage truck and, uh and usually it's, it's cool because the ride trucks usually have a ton of history behind them. And, um and that's, what's always neat is that there's always stories, but um yeah, I mean, I, I, I absolutely loved doing that. And, um, and I had a ball. I mean, it was once again, I, uh, I kind of got my dad involved. And so him and I were doing this stuff um, together along with the, uh, the Excalibur team. And, um, and yeah, we got to be a part of the Excalibur 25th anniversary. This was, you know, obviously some years ago, but we, uh, we were there, we had the newest Excalibur. We had, um, we had obviously the original there with the, the, the ride truck seats. And, uh, during the beginning of that, we actually had Charlie Pawkin come up. He came, came, jumped in the truck and actually drove that with Mike nickel in the passenger seat. And then me and a bunch of people were in the back bed of it, um, riding around and doing, uh, basically we did the intro with the, the original truck and it was pretty, sp- I mean, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know? And, um, yeah, you know, that's something you'll kind of never forget. But you know, my love for that that original Excalibur truck goes back to when I was very, very young. I mean, like I think I remember my dad taping on Beta cassette or Beta tape. He um, the '87 Buffalo, New York show. Do you remember that one, Jason?
1: That's the one, the Bigfoot one. <laughs> yes, that's the
2: one to take foot yeah, yeah, but you know what though, I still say to this day that has got to be probably one of the most colorful events with the coolest truck pair up, like it, it was unreal and um <clears throat> man I I would have killed to have a final between Excalibur and Bigfoot at that time because that would have been one heck of a race. I don't know if you mm-hmm. you knew the background, but but they sent Big Ford well actually bigfoot sent jim kramer with the newest truck and it was because they heard excalibur was going out there and beating a lot of people so they sent their best out there and um excalibur guys saw when bigfoot pulled in like oh man kramer's here like we we want you this time and they were like it was that wasn't just a race that was like a battle out there and oh it, it kills me that that the uh, the distributor blew on on the starting line for Excalibur because that would have been a heck of a race. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't. I mean, I remember watching that as a kid when it was on ESPN, and <clears throat> you know, you kind of you took for granted. Or I mean, at least I did. You know, um, kind of how these guys, uh, the Bigfoot guys, kind of had their act together um at that time and you know the money that they had in in that operation and the fact that they were very consistent with um their their equipment and being able to run and finish races and then jim kramer but what you what you really didn't um the excalibur truck that you're talking about and the reason we're talking about is because you had a little break here in rc and you and you and you drove this ride truck and worked on the real monsters for a while instead of RC, but this, uh, I mean, that was a really nice truck and it was a very good performing truck, um, for somebody that built it. Uh, you know, they basically built it in a garage, right?
2: Yes. They, um, they built it in a one and a half car garage. Actually, I went there and it's, it's not too far from where Mike lives now. And actually it's right across the street kind of from where, um, where the weld shop was where they actually worked on the truck after it got to be like too big, they would actually mm-hmm. work on it down the street then. And, uh, yeah, it was a small little one and a half car garage, small tiny house. And it was built between inside the garage or out in the driveway. And, um, where mommy is like, it's not a very big town and everybody thought these guys were crazy because this yeah. is something, I mean, this was in 84. Nobody, I mean, the internet obviously wasn't around there unless you were following things in like pulling power or or magazines like that. Nobody's ever seen this stuff. And, um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, they, they they basically built a a monster truck in their garage and it was pretty, it it was state of the art because it was the very first CAD designed monster truck. Um, Mm -hmm. they worked, you know, at, at, a company that had a CAD system he was designing um, bottles and stuff. He was very, very good at that stuff. And um, and in his off time, him and Mike would go up there, and Dave would just build all this stuff, or, you know, come up with it on the computer, and they'd spit out full size plans, blueprints, and then make cardboard cutouts, and then basically template it and uh, and cut it out of steel and build it right then and there in the sh- in the in the uh, the garage. So yeah, I mean, it was very old school, but. I mean, it's neat. There, there's a lot of documented photos on the uh, on the Excalibur what uh, caliber Facebook page, and um, and it shows the small garage and, and how the truck had changed over the years. And um, yeah, it's it's pretty neat stuff. But what I loved about the truck is I just love the Firestones on it. I thought that that was a really good looking tire. I love the stance of that truck. Um, I loved the, the when when it went from the gray paint job to its very first black paint job with all the colors man that thing looked sharp and uh yeah. and that was about the coolest truck i've ever seen and hump. yeah and of course you know they did the water rollover which um you know is now circulated all over the place but you know believe it or not they didn't really want that video out they felt pretty bad about that whole thing so it was kind yeah. of like they looked at it as a bad mark because like you know everybody kind of says oh what were these guys thinking but I mean, you and I know monster trucks floating was like a regular thing back in the day. You know, it wasn't like unheard of. So um, but but now, you know, it's funny. They kind of embrace what happened. I mean, it makes for awesome footage. I mean, that's it's pretty neat that they had all of that back then. Um, But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it just that truck and the two of those guys influenced me so much even growing up as a kid. Um, and that's why I always tried to run Excalibur this or that, you know, on, on my trucks or do, uh, do whatever I could, because I, I just really liked the way that that team, you know, built their stuff. I always thought the trucks looked really cool, but what was funny is that they didn't have a humongous budget. I mean, it was two guys, they had regular jobs. This was a side project for them. And, uh, and they really gave Bigfoot a run for their money, like pretty much every time they had to line up against them. So, yeah, I mean. Pretty neat for what those guys did. But,
1: uh, yeah. And, yeah. uh, that, well, I would you say know, that's
2: like your third favorite truck, right? Your third favorite, yeah. Jason?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I think it's Bigfoot, Gravedigger, and Excalibur, something yeah. like that. I'll have to go back to my list. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, what, you know, people, uh, sometimes give us a little bit of hard time about the monster truck stuff. But I guess kind of what I liked about it is I felt like, these guys kind of had to build their own stuff and it was kind of garage tech engineering. They didn't have a, you know, just tons of money being thrown at them and they got to all make it different and they got to go see how it worked and against each other. And they developed kind of a following and you had to have your own name and your brand. And it wasn't given to really any of these people. They had to really earn, um, yeah, what they got and they had to do all the work and it wasn't like you had millions and millions of dollars to somebody push to you and just said all yeah. right you know here's all the best engineers here's all the money um you know it wasn't like that it was like if you wanted something you had to build it and i think that's what to me what was kind of neat about it because you know there was a time rc was like that and yeah, uh, where you had to build stuff and try things. And um, if you came to the track with something uh, that you kind of tried or made and, and it was working, it, it was an advantage, or it was uh, definitely uh, people took notice. And I guess that's what kind of reminds me of some of that stuff because, in, in you know, in this as a racer, and I'm sure when you went and raced with your dad doing uh, NRCTPA N- stuff, and if you could come up with something and you could uh, see how it worked out there, it was exciting.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I totally agree. The, the, the early stages of Monstrux really were individual just as much as the drivers, you know, I mean, they, they, and you could see it in the performance too. You know, that was also, it was pretty neat is, um, is that, you know, now you go to a, a, a race and, you you expect a certain level of performance of of you know the grouping of trucks right but back then you know there might be only one or two amazing hits throughout the night you know that were just like awe inspiring you know and now it'd be kind of looked at like wow what a not really that big of a deal but back then if you were clearing three cars four cars that was something something amazing you know um mm-hmm. and plus it was amazing on those drivers cuz that just killed people you know as far as like their backs and everything cuz the technology for safety wasn't even really there as far as seats and for like Hans devices and all that stuff. That was best you had was like that Simpson, like neck donut house about all you had back <laughs> yeah. then. But, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, so, for sure. I mean,
1: and and then, and go ahead. So you got into this, uh, you know, this break, we did, you did the ride truck and all that stuff and you kind of transition. Uh, you're talking about sort of putting this event or get together. Uh, that Bari, you kind of got back together with Tad and then, uh, what was it, that was the, uh, the four link nationals. Is that what it was?
2: Yeah, that was, I think that was, that was the four link nationals. That was the first one that, that me and Tad were kind of back into the, the, the swing of things as far as racing. Um, and then, um, we, uh, from there on out, we, the first stage five truck, um, that I ended up getting, I think that was, um, Vegas was the first year that was my, that was, um, when the two new trucks were completed and we took them out to Las Vegas for the very first, um, RC, what monster, jam, RC monster jam world finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, man, that was, that was quite an experience because that was the first time I ever actually had to fly with all my gear in two big bags. And, um, if you're going there and you, there's no hobby shops around in the area and you have to perform for like two or three days, you gotta have parts and everything to, to keep the trucks running. And, um, but luckily, you know, it, it, was kind of, um, I have usually two, two race trucks and then I have one freestyle truck that, you know, that we can abuse for the, the freestyle segment. But, um, those, the, the first time out those stage five trucks, we did pretty good with them. Um, the track was really, uh, was really long. It was well laid out, but, um, I mean, we were getting some huge air off those, those, those final jumps there. And, um, we noticed that, uh, after, after that event, we looked at the trucks, we had another, we had one other small race and it was, I think it was the, uh, the NRC spring Nats and we were kind of abusing the trucks, getting them to where they, uh, you know, we were trying to see what we could do with them and we were launching them off of eight foot or I think six or eight foot tabletops or table jumps, put a right. eight foot table down and launch them. Well, started looking at the sides of the truck and now we put a smile into the side of them. They were bending like from the center up. Um, yeah. and it was, you know, you know how that goes. I mean, it's, so we, we kind of reevaluated and I'm like, all right, well um, what do we can do as far as, you know, different materials and everything. So I, um, at the time I was taking some classes at the, uh, the college that I went to, um, this was, um, I think about a year or so after, uh, after Tad first designed the, the first stage five, we, um, went there, started talking to, uh, the, the, the machine machine teacher and, um, we redesigned the chassis a little bit, same, same design that basically Tad came up with, but we tried, I think it was um, 70, 75 aluminum. We, we we went with a different aluminum. I can't remember exactly what the, the grade was, but we, we changed that. Um, this time it was completely like billets and, uh, and made a bunch of changes. And those are the exact same trucks that um, me and Tad race to this day. So we've gone through... I think this will be our coming up our fifth or fourth world finals, I think with those. So they've, they've held up, you know? Um, but, uh, we've, we've had a lot of fun, uh, doing, doing the, uh, the monster jam world finals races with those trucks and then all the other stuff. Um, and you know, it, it's funny cause trucks will run better in certain events. We found that, um, that on the more wide open courses like uh, like down in, in Florida or in Vegas for these world finals events, they, it, they work pretty well. Um, not so much at like Monster Cross where it's tighter courses. It's, it's, we've got too much suspension travel, is what it is. The trucks don't react to them as well. So we have, you know, we're kind of looking at going back to the drawing board at some point. I know Tad's kind of playing around with stuff, but, um, you know, hopefully we'll come up with something here in the, the near future. Um, it's funny. Cause you know, just as soon as you uh, come out with something uh, within the next you know few races, it seems like it's already like old news, you know, and you have to come out with something new um, because it's, it's, it's kind of like a show and tell, isn't it, Jason? Every, every race you go to.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I just, you know, when I got into RC, I got into RC because of, Monster Trucks and the Clodbuster. And I never really got a chance to do, you know, Gotti has been getting a lot of these magazines lately from car action. He's getting these online things and I'm sure there's several issues where they have the NRCTPA nationals world or the worlds probably. Oh, I believe I saw. And that. I remember <laughs> seeing, and I remember seeing those uh, in the magazine when I was a kid and I always wanted to run those events. Like I was like, Nobody, I didn't know you could race and yeah. when I saw that, like I saw the RC 10s and everything in car action and I would turn past all that stuff and I wanted a Clodbuster and I wanted to race it because I just wanted to do like the real thing. But, um, I eventually got into seeing that you could race. Nobody raced Clodbusters by me, even though I asked, but you know, they were like kind of laughing at me. Uh, And I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll get, you know, a JRXT and I'll run truck. But yeah, I mean, you know, these things uh, have been around a long time and they've been progressing. And what I really like about it is that it not only does it, you know, it has that nostalgia feel of when you were younger and all that type of stuff, but it also... Uh, it reminds me of of going out and, and playing with these things like when I was a kid and you could you could uh, dress them up however you want. You know, if you know now, like you said, it's like you go out and it's like you're kind of doing like a show and tell combined with racing combined with like, you know, uh, you know, it's almost like a scale truck, but yeah you can you can race it, it and there're just there's so many things that this side of r c has going for it oh yeah um, and you're never gonna have the uh, the performance of an independent suspension uh truck or buggy or any of these type of things, but right what you have in this is you have the ability to make it very realistic or at least appear realistic and you can change the bodies, you know, there, you know, nobody's going to put you in a corner and say that you have to run a certain body to have performance, um, which is, you know, something we run into so often in RC racing, especially on road where with only this body is the fast one. And, but what's cool about this other stuff is you're truly running, you're building something that's kind of your own beast. You can decorate the body and paint it how you want. And it's got this look that, uh, yeah. that has a scale look to it. And, and like you said, yeah. it is part show and tell. Um, and it, you know, it's a, and then a competition. So it really has yeah. a lot of things going for it. Uh, and, it goes through cycles like everything else in RC where uh, there's the ups and, the, you know, there's the peaks and the valleys, uh, you know, doing this. Um,
2: and and it, with with what you're saying about the peaks and valleys, I honestly think that um, people, companies, building new parts, creating new interest helps with that 100 percent because I feel like when there wasn't much going on. Cause companies weren't backing the claw with new stuff, new, new cool stuff. That's why I think we're, it's so hot right now is cause there's, there's new stuff coming out all the time now. And, yeah. um, and it makes people just want to buy. I mean, either it's impulse buying or like, I can't, you know, I got to have that because you know, so-and-so's got this and look how cool this is. And I mean, that helps a lot. Um, yeah. And and plus too, I mean, you know, as well as I do, once you build one, and you have it, you're like, oh, I want to build this truck now. I want to build that one. so you start collecting trucks and start building more and more because you want to have these scale recreations of either your favorite trucks or, um, or you know, there's always something new coming out that you just got to have. Um, I know that I'm, I'm guilty of that or even bodies, you know, a lot of trucks, you can have five or six different bodies that you could put on them depending on what look, you want to have. And you don't always have to build a whole new truck just to have a different model. You know, um, Mm -hmm. there's, there's just so much you can do with them. Um, and then also, you know, you're, we're saying how, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say what I, the other thing that's interesting is when you go and race these things, um, you don't necessarily go by your name. It goes by the truck name. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so it's interesting because I, even though I did a lot of Clodbuster running when I was a kid, I never raced. And then we got into this, um, you know, the way that you guys have always raced in our and all that stuff. And then you start going by the truck name and it's, it's, you know, it's like, you know, Bigfoot four driven by so-and-so and, uh, in RC racing, it's only your name. So yeah. So in this you have the ability at a lot of these events to run multiple trucks. And which right. is really unique, it's really unique because now you kind of have your the ability to you know double up, triple up on these <laughs> things and you have yeah. you have different looks you know they all have different looks or a different body and that's what it goes by is the name of the body or how whatever the name of your yeah. truck is and um yeah that was interesting because i was telling you know the guys that i race with like mayfield and spencer and all these guys at the other races i'm like i'm like this is like if you could sign up for like four two-wheel mod buggy at the nationals <laughs> i'm like you would have four yeah. two-wheel mod buggies in your pit yeah So, um, you know, and, and it's like, would you paint them all the same? Would they all be different? Um, they'd probably have slightly different setups and maybe a little tire test going on with one car. And, um, and it was something I was talking to the guys about, I'm like, just think, I said, if we were running the roar nationals and you could sign up four times in one class, and you had the ability to like, you know, one, you might be, might be your tester, you know, you're going to test tires or something on. And then the the one that you think is your best is the one you're going out with to try to TQ or whatever. And then your other ones, uh, you're trying to put somewhere in the field or, uh, learn something. And it's definitely, uh, definitely unique, uh, from that standpoint. And, you know, I was talking to them about it and it's just like, I'm like, Hey, so would you have them all painted the same color? Would they have your paint job? And they're just like, you know, they're, they're kind of like, man, I never really thought about doing it like that. And, you know, what, yeah. you know, what you would do. And, uh, and I think that's, what is neat about it is um, you know, being able to do that uh, with the different paint jobs and stuff.
2: Well, what's what I've always liked is that I mean, because I kind of border along scale, you know, try and get something to look as close to the real truck. I mean, because obviously I I do paint work, so I try and strive to get my paint work to look as close to the real truck as possible. And I always pick try to pick trucks that are pretty wild as far as their paint jobs, and hard, I mean that's one of the things I enjoy. Paint. Yeah, yeah, hard paint, and I I always enjoy that, but like. I love to build trucks of trucks that I loved as a kid, you know, ones that that I can say, yeah, I remember watching this video and you hear the name being called out and you're like, oh man, you know, and you can watch this video I don't know how many times, you know, as a kid, and every time when they go to line up, you're like, Oh man, this is gonna be good, even though you know the outcome. I wanted to build, you know, trucks that were were sentimental to me, that 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 meant a special place in, you know, my heart. So um, so that's why I would always do like the school bandits, the Excaliburs, Goliath, and all that. And um, and really, yeah, I mean, you you go out there and you try different things. Like you know, well, retro is we can talk about that too. Retro is completely different than race, you know, pro mod or you know um, that sort of thing. Um, I would always have like four four trucks for like mod back when I was really you know charging hard at the NRCTPA. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'd have one truck that was all different, you know, completely new design or something that was, you know, we were trying out and then I'd have usually two that were pretty solid. And then one was like, absolutely, you know, like a beast. And that truck, um, you know, was the one that I would always kind of like, you know, if if something had to, if, if one of my trucks was going to get that run done and that was going to put me up there in the top spot, that was the truck that was going to do it. And, um, it's it's funny. Like you, you start to, um, you know, you kind of put yourself in a mindset, you know, cause, um, it's it, like anything, you know, you want to go out there and do well. And, um, sometimes, you know, you can psych yourself out, but sometimes, you know, if you're in the, in, in the moment, you're it's, it's good and you can't lose. Um, but yeah, I really, you know, I miss some of those big NRC TPA races when there was 300 plus trucks at an event, you know, and everybody was, I mean, it was a, all weekend long, like showdown. And I mean, we would be after the major main, main racing would be over. We'd be like doing drag racing, like, like, um, <laughs> be doing money racing, like in like the corridors, just cause it was fun. We didn't want to, you know, call the night off. We just want to keep, keep hanging out and running trucks. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, and then, like I said, retro is a completely different animal. Um, which I think that's one of your favorites, isn't that? Would you say retro is your favorite now?
1: I love the retro. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I would say that has become probably one of the the largest, you know, drawing classes now, aside from mod, which always be, you know, pretty high up there or like sport mod. But, um, and I, I'm saying that because every club as you know, has a different terminology for it, you know, from different classes. Um, Mm -hmm. we always kind of looked at pro mod or, you know, um, modified as like, you basically have a set of clawbuster axles, gearboxes and whatever else you want to do with the truck to make it quick is what you can do. Um, and then retro was kind of, okay. So I guess we'll, we'll go down the path of
1: retro. Okay. Well, let's, Um, let's, let's, let's start with, um, from retro and go to pro mod and kind of okay. do like a little bit of a simple, uh uh, what would this be like? The, uh, monster truck classes for dummies book. Okay. Right. <laughs> All right. So, so
2: we'll start with retro then, right? Cause that's, that's, that's the closest thing to box stock claw Buster, correct? So yeah, is that what you want to do? Okay. So yeah, start there. So let's say, Okay, so if you were to buy a box stock clawbuster, Buster, a Tamiya Claw buster, you build it from the box, it's a completely stock plastic uh, chassis, everything, you know. And um, I would say retro is as close to something that you could build, you know, um, build from the box, basically. And what that originally kind of started out with um, was we were running, well, it's basically... Uh, what 27 turn motors right and mm-hmm. we're doing um well i mean oil filled shocks you can do that um i forget what the the actual all of the, the the rules are now i'd have to give a refresher course now but um you know it's it's basically a step up from stock but definitely one or two steps down from your fastest uh pro mod truck for instance um but the cool thing about retro is I would say that because they're not all that fast it makes the racing 10 times better to watch and 10 times more exciting because Mm -hmm. when you're running the trucks have a max speed and i mean they're quick now but they reach that and then all you have is just it's just up to driver against driver you know and and the courses sometimes are really difficult for these trucks. Cause it's not like they're meant to handle some of these bigger jumps. So they bounce all over the place. And, you know, so when you're, when you're running a truck, you've got, um, you got a truck that was, you know, that was built back in 87. That wasn't really, you know, meant for this type of, you know, an event like racing, racing. And, uh, and you do everything you can to build the truck to, to compete. And so a retro truck is, um, well, originally, we had it to where there were four cells and 22-turn motors, and Ooh, that's so kind of changed nice. now. Every every group has kind of adapted a retro class, but kind of changed, you know, and they, they formulate the way that they like it. Um, I mean, wouldn't you say that's about the truth there? Like, everybody's kind of got their own idea of retro now?
1: Yeah, and I think it revolves, like you said, it revolves around, uh, I think I made some notes the other day, because, uh... uh we had, uh, Matthew Hall was kind of like wondering what is retro, you know? And, and, uh, so I kind of ma- made my own list of what I thought, um, retro was, but yeah, I think you, 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 got it. It's one of the more, the more stock ones, uh, you can still modify it, but you, you know, you kind of run the same type of motors and you want similar batteries and, and that type of thing. And it's a little easier to get into right. and run and right, it and- really, um, it's also in all these classes, what people don't realize, I think too, is you can pretty much lose to anybody and pretty much beat anybody at any given moment. Yeah. Um, the way all these races are, cause they're so fast. The races are fast. You know, they're less than 10 seconds probably around there. And, yeah. um, so, I was like I was telling the guys that I race with I'm like it's like taking a nitro truggy and you guys only had to do three corners and mm-hmm. yeah it's like it's like you just so it's whoever nails the three corners when you have to is the guy that ends up getting it and and at that point things open up quite a bit but I think that's also oh, yeah. helps to get people coming back to it and I I think where I was kind of going with this too, is I feel like the retro one might be the one that's the most unpredictable. Yeah, Um, for sure. The bounces, the weird bounces with the trucks and um, speeds. And to me, it's like, I I mean, we, we did that Bigfoot open house a couple of years ago and I pretty much lost. I didn't lose the race, but I pretty much, lost to a stock clodbuster and the guy (laughs) got a whole got the whole shot and i did come back and win the race but it was so close that i mean i pretty much could have lost and it was like you know the race was quick it happened fast and it was pretty much a stock (laughs) clodbuster yeah well,
2: that's, and, and, you know, and the thing is, it's not just all in the clavis. It could be the, the track too, that can throw you for a loop. Um, the one that got me was 2019's the, the hall of fame race. And you know, I'm talking about the, uh, the, uh, yeah. the skating rink that we were racing on. I mean, I didn't get a chance to practice with the truck. I mean, it was a brand new truck, that, that Calver that we built and go out there and, the thing was all over the place. I'm like, Oh my goodness. You know? So you're, you're trying to clean the tires between every run and, um, one bad bounce or if something clips the truck or if it throws it off, you can't get traction to get back under control. The truck just will just tip over and then you're out of it, you know? And, and you know how quickly that happens. Like it's just instantaneous. So I would almost say there's, sometimes there's a lot of luck between all this too, unfortunately. Um, you can be really dialed and practice 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 and then something strange will happen and um and then you're out of it like then you there's no comebacks usually you know it's it's that's it we're on the trailer um but yeah um
1: and then we kind of move from there you know i don't know do you have some more breakdown you're gonna do on um the retro or did you move to the next class
2: well, you know what, because there was a lot of, I'd say there's a lot of questions about like retro and like, what is retro? Um, because that did come up in a couple of different things. I think Big Squid questioned that or brought that up. But I'll say this, um, retro started um, basically when I built Goliath, which was the very first retro truck. This was in like 2003. And um, mm-hmm. the whole concept behind this was that we were racing pro mod monster trucks? You know, I, obviously the the fastest of the fast trucks out there, and it was to, it was so intense that literally, like you know, everything hinged on you know one run, for instance, right? So you'd be you'd be you'd be stressed out at some of these races because you want to do well, and you want to hit all the marks properly because that that's I mean, you have to do everything, timing of you know, getting the the the, the, the timing light correct you know getting a, a good good uh, start time all that stuff well I kind of was looking at like you know what can we do with these old trucks that we can't do anything with you know I had the old sassy chassis sitting there um the old trinity the blue oil filled shocks had pulling headshots I was like you know what like I'm gonna build something that's just fun to kind of go out like we'll do some old school car crushing with it so I took it to a race and people were like, you know, I kind of was just out tooling around during like in, like a a break. And it start, started to kind of catch on. People were watching it. They thought it was cool because it was all vintage stuff on this truck. And we started talking, and it was actually me, Tim Powers, and Tad Goad. We were kind of all discussing this. We're like, man, what if we built trucks like this? They had to be replica original trucks. Um, you know, so you couldn't come up with a made-up name. You had to actually have a real monster truck and replicate that um, Four cells and just just a hair over stock motors, you know, just something with a little bit more pep, which was the Kyosho Magnetic Mayhem's. If you remember those, well, yeah, I'm sure yeah. you do. Um, and so we basically, and I think it was 2003, I had to you had to campaign the idea of a court of a class. So I actually built four different trucks for 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 people. I built two for me. One for my buddy Paul and one for Tim Powers. And we, during all these big races, we had what started out as a retro exhibition class, and then our CTPA. And for one whole year, we actually went around and, and ran these trucks. And it was cool because I brought my pulling sleds out. We did. We basically hooked up to the sled. We pulled them. Somebody had you had to, you now add a human element to where you have to get somebody to be your your hook man. And so you, you basically start off, you know, you, you mash it when the, the, the Christmas tree turns green. You go down about 30 feet. You have a hook man run over, and they're yanking this, this, this pulling sled hook out of the back of your truck, and you have to immediately take off to continue the rest of the course. Um, another thing that I added was the use of a mud bog pit, which I know you've probably seen that. Um, we filled it with popcorn kernels. <laughs> And okay. when the truck hit that stuff, it was awesome because it just flung popcorn all over the place. Um, <laughs> and that was kind of what started Retro Course, Retro Monster Truck. Um, it was it, it got a lot of uh, steam from that. And um, we had a pretty good following. And then, I mean, it, it just kind of exploded from there on out. I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled to death that this all happened because, um, I mean, I loved it because of, my love for old school monster trucks and competing like they did on in real life. on like ESPN. And so, um, that's how retro started basically.
1: Yeah. It's been great too. You know, the, 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 the time I put in with it with you guys and, um, uh, and had a blast.
2: And, and now obviously what's, what's funny is that guys have you know, now there's stage two retro because they want to go faster, which, I knew that would happen at some point in time. You know, there's, there's a lot of back and forth, like retro needs to say slower. We need to keep them more like, you know, museum trucks or like, you know, show trucks and everything. I was fine with going quicker with them because, you know, that's kind of the progression of the sport in real life too. You know, the trucks got faster, the Chrome and the light bars and all that stuff, all the roll bars came off the trucks when they started to lighten up and really kind of turn into performance trucks instead of just, you know, crawling over cars. So that's where Stage 2 Retro came out. And um, I mean, now we've got, you know, guys that are designing chassis. I mean, I know, know your project and everything, obviously, that's that's coming out. Um, do you want to talk about that, too, at all?
1: We'll do that at the end, I think. We'll okay. just, you know, kind of give a little bit of a brief on each the different classes and what people can use, and then we'll Uh, We'll, we'll touch on that at the end. Okay.
2: So, um, so that's, so that's basically retro, right. Um, Mm -hmm. gives you a lot of different options and it's really good for people starting out in the, the monster truck side of things. Um, then I would say, um, sport mod, right. That's, that's kind of where I, I would say that's a very large class too nowadays. Um, I don't, Mm-hmm. I don't race a sport mod truck, so I couldn't tell you all the ins and outs of all that stuff. But I would say they're mostly what SMT 10s now would probably be the best way to put it. Or would you say there's quads in there too now?
1: I think mostly SMT 10s. And okay. what the, the running that I've been doing with it has been uh, you're limited to a brushed motor. Gotti would like that brush motors absolutely and uh, yeah, brush, yeah, you know, so yeah, brush motor uh, 17 turn singles, what I think we have, uh, and a brush speed control. I have a, a tekin in the one in my uh, one sport mod truck. And the to be honest, that truck itself, uh, the axial with more uh, stock components is probably very suited to that type of power about a 17 turn six cells anyway so you got an smt 10 17 turn motor uh brush speed control and you you can do some upgrades to the chassis and everything but in general it's about the power and it's a little bit more just more racing on a budget and they call them sport mods and they like to also decorate them Or do the bodies more similar to what was running in like the early to mid '90s, uh, or the '90s in general, and which I like, I I like also. So I've had fun. I had the. I only have one sport mod truck, but I've honestly, I really like driving it because it's not overpowered, and you have really good control with it. And I think it's it's a kind of a natural progression for a guy that has a retro and then he has a sport mod and now he's really getting his feet wet. Feet wet. Yeah,
2: for sure. You're hundred percent correct. Cause starting off with something that's slower and then moving up, um, is definitely, you know, the way to go. And plus like cost wise too. I mean, the, 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 the faster trucks, I mean, you know how, quickly those add up as far as you know cost and plus trying to find um you know the, the hard to find parts too. Um when once you start getting into the pro mod side of things, you're you're dealing with some pretty exclusive parts sometimes, especially chassis, wouldn't you say? Um
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate.
2: Yeah. But um but yeah so pro mods you're now kind of um kind of the way I always ran them was Clawbuster axles. I would usually put um, the MIP um, axles into those those gearboxes. Um, I would be running um, like the Delrin axle tubes. Those are a whole lot stronger than the stock plastic units. Um, and then I usually, um, I always had the, the the behind the axle steering setup on on mine. And um, and then obviously your choice of Clawbuster chassis. Um, that could be anything from, you know, I would say like what the, the, um, I'm drawing a blank here, like a ZRP chassis, um, Mm -hmm. the, the, the Terminator chassis. Um, what is that? I forget the, the name, um, drawing a blank, but you you know, I'm saying like, there's, there's all different brands that you can go with, but you know, now you're getting into a, a very quick truck there, there are definitely a whole lot more to handle as far as, um, keeping control, especially if it, you know, if it's, if the track is wet for whatever reason, remember that one time at Bigfoot's, it was wet track. I mean, real quick and you can spin out and that'd be the end of your run. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely the, the progression. I think that would be the, 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 the pinnacle as far as, um, as far as RC monster trucks go. Once you start to get into pro mod, you're going to get with all the pros and the, the guys that are really the heavy hitters that, that show up from out of state and everything. Those guys, um, you know, they usually have a slew of trucks too. Wouldn't you say? Uh, sometimes five, 10, 15 trucks yeah. at a time, at a time. And, um, you know, so you have to kind of, uh, be, be prepared and have your trucks dialed because, you know, it, it, it's, the races can be over quick if you're not ready for it, you know?
1: Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think the, 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 pro mod is the ones everybody sees and that's the one they want. It's like when I was, uh, when people come and watch uh, RC road course racing or off-road, they always see an eight scale nitro car or a four wheel off-road electric buggy. And they're the ones that they always want to start with. But I, it's always like, I'm I'm kind of like, eh, you know, maybe you should kind of get one of these first and yeah. give it a shot. And it's a little less, you know, you got about a third of the money in this versus that. And uh, just see if you'd like it and see if you can get into this. And, uh, but, you know, some people will take that advice. and Other people will not, and they'll just kind of go all out. And then they have to decide uh, at that moment if that was the thing for them. But um, yeah. Yeah, the, the the pro mod trucks are very neat and uh, they're just they are like the four-wheel mod of uh, of the monster truck side and they're really fun to, to play with and uh, they're they're really cool to put together and kind of deck out with a you know a yeah or
2: I would say that's where you get all the real exotic chassis and concepts that people kind of put into their work you know um it's it's definitely, um, kind of when, when you go to a big race and, um, you start to look at people's stuff, that's where you see all the really cool trucks is the the mods that, um, that, that people come up with and custom build. Some of them are, you know, available, obviously, and you can build them and, and race, but then there's guys, I mean, the way I, I guess I should have said this too, this type of racing really, um, opens itself up to creators and people that want to fabricate and come up with their own system of, you know, of chassis components, everything. I mean, that's, what's kind of neat about it. It's not like you can, you know, sometimes, yeah, you can, you can go and buy parts obviously for these trucks, but a lot of times, you know, sometimes people have to build their own stuff or at least, you know, be somewhat ingenious, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's definitely part of it is but we're in a we're you know and kind of the reason why we're talking about this because we're in a, a time period of rc where uh the hobbyist is back in this a little bit uh we went through a time period yeah. where everything had to be done for you P, you know rtrs were selling and uh, you know rtrs still sell but in, in today you know we're, we're kind of rounding back to a point where people want to make it their own and and do this stuff as a hobby, you know, with the, how popular scale trucks are today, trail trucks, crawlers, all that kind of stuff are so popular in RC and the RC drag racing has been popular because it looks real. And all the guys do in those two classes is tinker. They play with it. They make it look cool. And that's exactly what the RC monster trucks is. It's the same type of thing. Right. Um, So I think, the time period it might be right here again for uh, more people getting into this uh, because it's it is a tinker's class. It is a build it to make it kind of look real type of class, and that's what's doing so well in the other segments right now.
2: Yeah, um, and and that's that's what's neat too. I mean, for for when you can go online and go on some of the uh, the the like the Solid Axle Monster Mayhem page on Facebook and see all these guys that are even new guys that, that are jumping into this. And they're really interested in like building cool trucks and seeing, seeing, you know, seeing what they want to build as far as, um, you know, compared to like, I would say like they want to replicate their, their trucks that they liked. So you start to see all these different builders throughout the country and it's neat because it's, it's bringing a ton of people together. Um, and yeah, it's it's definitely uh, a good time to be in the sport. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited, and I'll, you know, and just seeing new people doing it. And I've been really impressed with some. There's some people out there that you can tell have very little experience, but they actually built something pretty nice.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it, you, you can you can definitely um, see when when people really are into it, they spend a ton of time working and tinkering on these trucks. Um, it's it's almost kind of uh, a natural progression. You'll see them build their first one. Then the next truck they build is that much more in-depth or that much more detailed, um, and it just keeps going. And then next thing you know, they're like some of the, the, the stars there building these really cool, I would say almost like SEMA-type vehicles, you know, that if you go to an event, if they're there, I mean, you're – the way I always looked at it is if I knew somebody was going to be at a RC race or a, a monster truck race and I knew they were working on something special, they usually didn't tell you. You just knew they were working on something cool. And man, when you go there and the the show and shine time of it, which is usually the first thing in the morning on a Saturday, you know, the first day, everybody brings out their projects and the stuff that they've been working on for that whole last five, six months or whatnot, sometimes even more than that. And it is awesome because you just see some eye-opening ideas and, and really cool stuff. I mean, between paint work and chassis design and, and all that stuff. I mean, that's, that's the way, you know, that's what always got me excited for the start of the, the, the thing is, is seeing what people had and what they've been working on. And, um, and I, of course I love bodies. I love seeing what people, you know, how they paint them and what they do to detail them. And uh, I know you're like me, you, can't have enough of them so oh, um man. It, it's <laughs> yeah and um yeah so it's, it's, um, it's definitely addiction
1: so let's talk a little bit about that kind of moving into the hobby side of it you know which is definitely involves building the trucks we got into that you know different designs and, and, and that type of thing but then uh, the other thing you mentioned is painting Yes. So, um, Um, when did you get into to doing the painting? Um, You know, and uh, you've obviously did a a few box art, you know, bodies, uh, type stuff for us, and uh, you've painted a lot of cool ones yourself for other people. And uh, talk to us about doing the, you know, just painting, painting RC bodies.
2: Well, um, see, that's the thing is that. When I was when I first started racing, my dad would always kind of do the paint work and hate to say it, but he he would usually accidentally pull the the film off the windows and spray the windows, the color of the body or something like that. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. Oh, this looks bad. And um and it was funny because he was always worried about me making a mess or, you know, like, oh, you know, things won't turn out. Well, what, my, what started me off was I was in, in high school and I was working, I was actually on this this robotics team um, for our high school uh, in Dearborn. And um, what it was is, you know, you would go and go to these competitions and all the work was spent on, you know, making these robots work because that was part of this first robotics. And so there was a lot to do with the robot and that, you know, obviously we're not going to get into that, but our robot had Lexan side panels that went all the way around it and they were clear. You didn't, they didn't need to be clear. There was nothing really saying that, you know, that you had to look inside of it. So I said, Hey, can I take those home and like, let me see what I can do with them. So I took these, these big, huge Lexan panels home. And um, I talked to my buddy um, and this, like I said, I've never painted anything in my life. And this was, I think 90 or, uh, see 1999 is when I first started painting. And, um, so I asked my buddy, Sam, who, uh, who actually I've, I've raced with ever since kind of, I got started in RC, and, uh, he was, he used to do some of the paint work for me, for my RC trucks, like for race vehicles. And, um, I was like, Hey man, I gotta do this. Can you show me some pointers? You know, I, I didn't even have an airbrush at the time. So he took me in his basement and, um, he had a nice little spray booth set up and he was like, yeah, this is all you gotta do. And he showed me kind of how it all went. And, so that's kind of what got me started, um, and from there on out, I painted every one of the robots there you know, from from sophomore year all the way up to senior year. And what was really cool was that my paintwork was being seen in front of all these these you know these classes. All we would have these huge competitions, and one of them was down in Orlando at uh, at Epcot. Well, um, one of the guys, the the creator of this first team, this Dean Cayman. Who's um, pretty pretty well known would always walk around. He was he was basically the the creator of this first robotics, which is worldwide huge now. Well, he would walk around, and he was an inventor himself. He created the Segway, um, you know, the two wheel um, move, you know, like I guess personal transport, the Segway vehicle thing. Um, he designed that, and so he was an inventor. Well, he's walking around and checking everything out. In the pits because that's that was what he really liked he liked to see what kids and you know the high schools built you know because it was pretty neat stuff when he walked into our pit the one thing he mentioned was like wow i really like the paintwork on there because i did this whole lightning bolt theme with using um like reflective vinyl and and doing all the stuff but i used um at the time like a, a, a technique to make it look like real lightning and when the light would hit that on the stage, when the truck, when the, uh, the, the, robot was competing, it actually looked like lightning. So when he said that, I was like, man, that's pretty neat. You know, I, I, I guess it does look pretty good. Well, from there on out, I started to tinker with RC cars and I was like, well, I'm going to start painting myself, my stuff, myself. I didn't want to spend the money and having like, you know, people have to paint bodies for me. Cause I was going through bodies all the time. So that's when I kind of got started. Now, my first ones, you know, were, were amateur at best, you know, but I kept working on it. Um, I started to get into using a vinyl cutter to do some of my masking. Now, when you start to use that, um, you have to get into kind of like making computer programs and plotting, you know, um, plot courses on, on, on the computer so that when um, when the vinyl cutter is going through and uses the blade to cut it all out, it doesn't it's difficult to explain, but you have to really clean up images and make it to where the cutter cuts properly. That's how you get extremely crisp lines for lettering. We're talking like really small lettering on these trucks. Um, Mm -hmm. So once I started, it really gets the vinyl cutter uh, concept down and how I can use that to my uh, advantage as far as doing um, the really hard detail stuff. Cause I mean, I could do things by hand and paint lettering in by hand, but it never looked I, it always looked amateurish to me. It didn't have that crisp, you know, look. So, uh, and I have to say my dad was always my biggest, uh, critique. Um, you know, he'd always critique my, my work. Um, and, and he was always pushing me to try and do better, which I have to say, you know, that was a good thing because I didn't, I'd never want to show up with something that, that was subpar. So he pushed me to, to, to really try and get my work, you know, up to the standards of where, you know, you could actually at some point sell it. And, um, so what I ended up doing was I'd be painting new bodies for all these races and then I'd trash them and I'd go through and build and paint new ones. Well, um, over time, uh, it just, you know, you start to develop a knack on what, what ends up, you know, being nice paint work, I guess, you know? So I, um, so I started doing that and, um, and then I do work for, I did, I started doing some paint work for RC driver magazine, there, um, for a little while for some of their articles, I did that. Um, and you know, I, I, find that I like to try and make, um, make the body, like if we're doing a, like a retro monster, I try and make everything as realistic as possible. So if I have to use obviously the Chrome type paint, or if I'm doing blinkers or stuff like that, I usually try and do like a, uh, a candy or um something like that and then back with the chrome. So that way it really does give you that look. I you know, when I build a retro truck body or paint one and build a retro truck, my goal is to try and instill that realistic look in whatever I'm obviously painting. So I try try that. Um I try to um try to I guess get the, the paintwork as, as accurate to the one one as possible. And um and from there, you know, um obviously um One of the things I enjoy doing is like for the, uh, for the world finals every year, I always run the Avenger truck and Jim's known for having some kind of wild paint job and you really don't know what it is. So I always try to do my take either what I think he might do for that race or just come up with something wild myself. And it's, that's kind of fun to, uh, to do, but most of the time I'm doing replicas of real trucks and, um, and it, sometimes it's very tedious to try and get those, one, one, you know, full size details in a one ten scale body, that can be difficult sometimes. So, I mean, that's, that's why I always think, you know, paints, paints definitely, uh, an art form, you know, um, between, uh, between that and and using some of the graphics, you know, um, graphics for, uh, for the computer that you had used for, uh, for vinyl and everything like that for masking, it, it takes, I mean, when I'm painting something, it usually takes a good two or three nights to get something that, that looks pretty good.
1: So, so um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, after the, the paint, we'll talk a little bit about uh, kind of some of these events that, that we've been doing through the year. Um, you know, you mentioned a little bit the RC Monster Truck World Finals, uh, which is uh, an event that runs alongside of the the real monster jam world finals. Then uh, there's a couple, you know, there's several uh, other events out there, like uh, the NRCTPA stuff that's running. Like you've, you've mentioned then uh, we got the solid showdown, uh, which is one of the favorite ones I've been to. And uh, we did some stuff with Samson. We got the hall of fame event we do. And then we have one at the end of the year that we did the, Monster Megatour, but of the, of the events that you've ran, uh, talk a little bit about traveling to, uh, these different locations, uh, to race, race the trucks, which, which events well, do you like, like, and which ones of, uh, would you recommend people going to, or, or maybe trying?
2: Gotcha. Well, um, I would say, you know, as far as going to some of these different events, um, obviously the, the RC monster jam world finals is, is one of the, my favorites, obviously, because of the, the, the venue, what we're doing, it's, it's racing. We're there to put on a show and, and show these trucks off in front of the crowd of monster jam fans. You know, like last year it was in, uh, in Orlando. And then the previous, I think three or four years was in Las Vegas. Um, it's pretty neat to actually, I mean, uh, up until doing this stuff, I never really traveled by, uh, by plane, so doing this, you kind of feel um, kind of like a rock star coming in with all your gear. You know, you fly in, get rental car, drive to the event, and you know, you meet up with everybody, get your stuff all all settled down, build the trucks up, and um, and the next thing you know, you know, you're 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 testing them out on the track. I mean, it's it's pretty wild to come from winter time in Michigan down to Florida, and it's a it's a real you know shock, but. I mean, I, I, absolutely love doing that, um, that in Vegas, you know, it was same type of climate, just, just, you know, completely different than what we have up in Michigan at that time of the year. Um, I, I, you know, I would say that the, the world finals, you get to get to mingle with people that would normally, I mean, that, that have no idea what they're even looking at. These are fans that come for the, the full size monster trucks to watch them, you know, do battle out there for their world finals championship. But they come down, they sit down sometimes they're, they're watching us race these trucks for a good hour or so just sitting in kind of like, you know, in awe of what we're doing because, you know, where else are you going to see that type of, of action, you know, in in you know, um, in any type of, of, you know, venue. So we, um, so we, we get to go out there. It's, um, it's a 16 person invite type of race um so it's kind of like they, they try and find 16 of the best drivers um guys that can that can compete in, in rc monster trucks and you've got usually two trucks um per driver so for instance i would i was i've been running an avenger truck and i've also run blue thunder now those are my two stand you know standby trucks that, I, that i'm always running and um so we uh basically get there we practice the um usually i think it's like thursday we we do a full day of like practice make sure everybody's got the, the 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 program down um and everybody's set to go because as soon as those those gates open for the monster jam fans uh it's like a stampede they come running and um either to get autographs or to you know check things out and we are basically nonstop running until the end of the pit party. So um it's actually a huge track that we're on, huge jumps and um and it's actually there's there's quite a bit of carnage, especially during the freestyle portion of it. Um I'd say it's it's this event, the 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 Monster Jam World Finals R C event is probably the most um publicized event that I've ever seen as far as um, real monster trucks mixed in with, with RC monster trucks. We've got, um, you know, it's pretty neat when you can be sitting there wrenching on a truck and Ryan Adam or Ryan or Adam Anderson will come by, sit down with you and start talking to you because you've gotten to know these guys um, over the years. They, they're just as much into this stuff as we are. And you know, even though they're running the big trucks, I mean they're just, you know, they're big kids too as well. And they come by and, and hang out with us and usually are, are are pretty accessible the whole time as far as um hanging out. And um it's just a really cool way to um way to have an event. I mean it's 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 definitely unreal. What wouldn't you say? Your uh, your first year was pretty uh pretty cool, wasn't it?
1: It is. Yeah. I mean it, it- um, I, I think the thing that I really liked about last year, 2019 is all the events we did had a lot of, uh, we were doing it in front of people. And that's what was unique about the monster trucks last year between, uh, that, uh, that event we did the world finals and, uh, we did the Bigfoot open house. We did the hall yeah. of fame and the horizon RC fest, we did all those events and they were all in front of people. Uh, so that's what I liked about it. And the, the monster jam one was probably the the most amount of people.
2: Yeah, it, it, it definitely, I mean, it's, it's neat. Cause you feel like you're, you're, you're in a stadium full of people because you hear them react to the trucks, either during racing or what's even more exciting is freestyle. Cause I mean, it's, what, what we do with those trucks should, is, is, is way overkill than what they can usually handle sometimes. I mean, it's just, it's, it's brutal what we put some of them through. But it's funny, you, you'll, you'll say, okay, well, you know, I know I've got to run another truck here. I've got, you know, two trucks in freestyle. This first truck, I'm going out there, I'm just going to take it easy. I'm not going to destroy it too bad because I have to come back up in 20 or 30 minutes again and run my second, you know, alias truck. That's yeah, it's funny because you go out there and you start to forget that original plan <laughs> very quickly. I don't know if you, I mean, Fred does, I'm pretty sure, but next thing you know, you're just launching the truck for all it's worth. And I mean, you're getting sometimes 10, 12 feet of air with these trucks and just, I mean, it's, it's unreal doing backflips and just, just annihilating, just driving them right into the ground. And then all of a sudden, you know, it, it's really the crowd that gets you amped up really because they start, start, you know, hollering and, and screaming for, for, for more. And I mean, next thing you know, you're doing way more than you thought you were going to. And then all of a sudden, like after your run, you're like, I mean, it was such, it's usually such a rush that you're like, Oh shoot. Now I gotta go fix the thing, try and get it back, you know, so I can complete my second, second run. Um, that's that there's no feeling like that. I mean, I still get jitters and, and get nervous because you want to go out there and put on you know, like the best show you can and you want to get people on your side because obviously, you know, the, the end goal is to, to win the, the freestyle, um, competition, but man, oh man, it's everybody keeps upping the ante, you know, and, and the best thing you can do is just try and keep the truck together for that full 90 seconds. And, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, you know, um, but yeah, it's that, that, I would say is probably some of the most exciting, um, racing, but that's, that's, that's more of an exhibition that is a race. I guarantee you, you know, we're racing for blood out there cause we all want to win, you know, but it's the whole race is more or less to give the fans of monster jam a show, but also a race and, you know, a mini RC monster jam. That's kind of what the whole thing is. But um, but man, it it's, it is very competitive out there, and um, but that's what makes it fun, you know. Um, I would say um, the next. Do you want to talk about the next race then, or yeah, did you yeah wanna, the
1: next type of event that you that you like to kind of, or that you've okay, been to so, or you've seen that you that people could could hit up.
2: Okay. Well, I would say because this is more of my background of when I first got started in racing because of the uh, the club racing. I love Monster Cross. That usually happens. Uh Mo and uh Matt Stoltz. They put on mm-hmm. one hell of a race um in Pennsylvania and uh and it's lap racing. It's time. It's usually like five minutes or, you know, whatever whatever they choose. But it's full on lap racing with monster trucks. And it's very competitive and it's a lot of fun because uh, you know, I like the timed racing, you know, and you have, you know, let's, like you said, three corners, you have to hit those corners just right. And, you know, or else, you know, you'll probably end up losing if you don't, if you, if you bobble lap racing, obviously you can, you know, if you have one run or one lap, that's not good. You can continue on and, and, you know, get into a rhythm, which that's what I really enjoy. Um, those guys, you know, always put on a really nice race, um, it's it's very well organized, but it's 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 very competitive and um, you know, going and seeing um, guys from from that part of the midwest, usually I only see them once a year sometimes. um getting a race with them is good, but i, I like I said, I love the the track layout they those guys usually come out with that uh, the the huge mountain that they have there i mean it's it's very reminiscent to the, the very first place I started racing when I was in elementary school, they had, I remember they had a mountain pipe set up like that at times. And it was just, you know, it was a very, it was, it was, it was something that you don't usually race on, you know? And, um, so I, I really enjoy that, um, for that type of thing. I usually drive to that event. Um, and usually dad'll go along with me. Um, cause he enjoys seeing a lot of the, the old faces and everything too, and, um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a race, but it's also a heck of a lot of fun. We usually, everybody will go out and go, go kart racing or something. And, uh, everybody kind of, you know, pals around for that entire weekend. So it's, it's, it's all different types of, you know, um, reasons to go to that race. But, you know, for one, I would say that the racing is, is a lot of fun, especially in retro because the trucks can only go so far and, and it's so fast. And when you're racing in, in in a five minute heat or main with six of those trucks or eight of those retro trucks bouncing around, it's hilarious. And I mean, it's and it's very competitive too. So um, I know Fred enjoys that uh, that type of racing too as well when uh, when he comes up to that event. Um, but because uh, I don't think you've made it to that one yet, have you?
1: No, I haven't been there yet.
2: That's definitely got to put that on your bucket list for races because, um, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. That's for sure. Um, as far so, as the NRCTPA goes, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, No, yeah. Uh, NRCTPA. Let's talk about that.
2: Okay. So, um, as far as the NRCTPA goes, um, obviously, you know, I, that, that holds a very special place in my heart as far as racing, um, is concerned. It's, it's an amazing venue. Um, being at the, at the, the hotel, like, that. I mean, literally we, we drive there for me, it's only about a two hour drive from, from Detroit, uh, to Mount Pelier, Ohio. And, um, you get there and you actually get your hotel room and you pit out of either, you can pit out of your hotel room. And usually those windows open up and it's to the atrium, which is where all the racing and on the other side of the, 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 the complex is all the truck pulling. So, it's kind of like um, monster truck racing and truck pulling all in the same weekend. And, um, and basically uh, it is timed racing and they opened up um, for uh, elimination racing too. I believe that happens on Sundays now. Um, I haven't been there in about a year or so, but I'm, I'm hoping to uh, try and make it back here upcoming uh, this, this, this upcoming year, as long as, uh, Everything works out as far as scheduling. It doesn't overlap with anything else that we have planned for for other races. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 um, probably the longest running monster truck club because um, they've been going kind. I think for they're probably at like year thirty five by now. I think thirty five years running, and um, and they were the original you know monster truck racing club as well as truck pulling, but, um, yeah, it's, that's obviously what, um, what you remember seeing they, they, they have always had a lot of coverage in car action and, uh, the magazines because it it really is like, as they always dubbed it like the heaviest sport in RC or something like that. It was along those lines, but, um, it's fun because when you've got downtime, you can walk over, like literally about 50 feet to the other side of the atrium and watch, um, the truck pulling going on and it's, it's pretty neat to see that stuff, you know, so it's, it's the whole entire weekend. There's something to do. And, um, and then on top of that, um, there's just a lot of, you know, it's a family fe- friendly type of event. So you can go there and relax for the weekend while you race your trucks or, um, you know, and there's always something going on. Um, I, I met some of the best, uh, some of my best friends. RC friends doing, uh, racing at the NRC TPA. And, um, like since said still to this day, I race with those guys. So, um, hopefully, uh, we can, you know, make it back there maybe this year or next year or something. Um, obviously with this, the whole COVID thing going on, they kind of threw everybody for a loop, you know, <laughs> like completely. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's been, uh, I don't think you've been to that, that event either. Have you? No. Nope. Uh, okay. Another one for the bucket list.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> but, right.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, and let's see. All right. So I covered monster cross, obviously I've never been out to the showtime, uh, solid actual showdown yet. Cause that's a little bit, um, a little bit harder for me to get to, um, with my work schedule, it's difficult to make a uh, a long trip like that and make it back and still make it back to work on time. But, um, I know that from everything I've seen, it's a hell of a race. Um, they, they really focus on retro out there too. They're big supporters of that. And, um, and Marlon, um, the Cox brothers out there, they, they definitely love the sport. They're, they're, they're huge into that stuff. So, and they've got one heck of a following too. I mean, you've been out there numerous times, I would say, right? Um, I think I remember at least one or two times, right?
1: I went once. I went once. Fred's been many, many times so far, but I, I've been just once.
2: Okay. The uh, I, I love the popcorn pair, the the mud bog section they've got there. It, it just I'll say this: their tracks look really technical and really cool. You know, and I've I've wanted to go out there. Um, it just hasn't been kind of it hasn't been the cards. I haven't been able to do that, but. Um, but I definitely have to say like, those guys are, are killing it out there. Um, and, um, and yeah, I, I, I hope to try and make it out to one of those East coast type of events. I used to go out to the diggers dungeon race or the, uh, the, the RC world finals at diggers dungeon. And we did that for like four or five years in a row. And I mean, that was a 16 hour drive with yeah. the, the the truck pulling the big trailer and everything. We had a huge basically it was like a car hauling trailer and that's not what we'd pit out of. <laughs> and, cause we've, you know, we started off small with a small trailer and then you know, like you start running more and more vehicles and we got into the fifth scale racing they had out there. And, um, and it just got to be like a lot. So you'd have to bring everything. But, um, but yeah, that was kind of like the last time I've been out there is doing those races. But, um, I'm hoping to, to try and make it to, uh, the East coast here sometime in the, uh, in the future. Um, but as far as uh, as far as other races go, um, God, I, and I, I gotta say, you know, some of the the most fun I've had in recent years was the museum races that uh, that yeah. we go to. Um, it's all I can say is that it is for a for a monster truck fan and RC fan, it's like a double whammy. You can go to that, and not only are you part of the show. You get to go and put on a show in front of your idols, basically, or the people that you thought were amazing in the monster truck world. They're sitting down watching you run your trucks. And I always try to make sure that I'm running, you know, a a truck or a name that I love because those guys are out there in the crowd watching me run their, their name. So it's, it's special as far as that goes. Um, I mean, it's, it's unreal to be able when, when, when you run, virginia giant around and you're doing your your, you know your your show presentation and you hit the lights and everybody's wowed, and then you can look out and you look at deal wilson and you can see he's got a smile on his face because his truck is replicated and it looks killer there's something that you know you'll never forget that type of stuff you know um and then especially you know they love to come out and check your stuff out you know they'll talk to you till till um the till, till late in the night about stuff that you're into. And you're like, man, I cannot believe that, you know, I, I kind of impacted my idol and he's thrilled to death to see what I've built, you know? Um, so you can, you really can build up. I mean, you build up this relationship with some of these guys that you looked up to and it, it's pretty neat. You go back the next year and the next year and those guys come looking for you. So it's, it's, it's very cool. Um, not to mention, um, the, the actual RC race. Is fun. It's actually like a little, um, a real, you know, one ten scale show um, that you would see, like you know, a date like like something you'd see at the Silver Dome or Astrodome, where the track is very reminiscent of what they might have ran back in the old days, um, and um, and you get you get a totally different experience when there's an actual audience there, and there's people that genuinely like are interested and rooting for you, you know, to win. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. And, um, and then aside from that, you know, you, you, you want to be there for the RC race, but the real draws for the, the actual induction ceremony and the banquet and everything like that. Um, the, the, the monster truck museum in Auburn, Indiana, um, really does a nice job as far as, um, setting up an event and, um, and the whole thing is really top notch. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's definitely the nice way to, to like cap off your year of racing. Cause it happens in November. And, um, as, as you know, cause I know you've been there how many times, that's probably the one that you and I've seen you at most of all. Right. Cause it's not just for RC stuff, but you love it. Cause it's the monster truck. Um,
1: yeah, you know, that's probably the one I've been to the most so far. And it's just a good thing to enjoy. <clears throat> um, you know, it's hard for me to do much without RC, so it's something I can kind of do, and it's a little bit of a um, escape from the normal RC world. But then you still get to do a little RC, so it's cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 definitely nice to be able to. The way I can describe it is, you get to be yourself. You get to show off what you love and what you do, and then you know you get a taste of that, and then you get to be a part of something even bigger. And, um, and it's, it's really, is kind of like a big party, you know, everybody hangs out after the the RC thing is, is, is complete after that, they usually do an unveiling of some type of new, you know, restoration of a, of a classic original monster truck. Um, there's always, you know, there's a lot of surprises every year. And, um, I mean, barefoot being debuted last year with Fred Schaefer coming out of the the driver, the passenger seat along with, uh, Scott Hess was awesome i mean it it just it it stands your hair up on end because you're just like wow i cannot believe i just witnessed this you know and um man it it just everybody has a good time it's a complete blast um so i would say that's another one of my absolute favorites i mean I'm, i'm happy to say that that so many of these rc monster truck races that i get to attend are just a downright blast i mean with with good people good racing but also just just overall fun there's there's really never any hard feelings. Everybody just has a good time. It's a, it's a very, um, there's a lot of sportsmanship. I know that in the, uh, in that, um, that realm, you know, it's, there's, it's just a really good time. And, um, like I said, I'm just glad that, uh, that I get to be a part of some of these things. You know, I I think it's, you know, it's, it's still getting bigger and bigger every year, you know, different things are opening up new, uh, new races start. And, you know, I just hope that, uh, that we just keep going, you know, up from here as far as, um, that, and also, you know, products and cool stuff coming out. I mean, that's what makes, makes this, this side of the hobby that much cooler, you know, is new and exciting things. Um, is it, is there any other races that you can think of that I might be forgetting? Um,
1: Um, that you've not, you pretty much mentioned most of them there, you know, uh, Oh,
2: we just we're did talking our about first the Bigfoot Open it. House too.
1: Yeah, right? yeah, the Open house. house. Yeah,
2: That's that. That's another good one. I mean, that's once again you're 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 performing in front of um, you know people, fans, everything like that, and um, it's very quick racing. You know, it's it's it, it seems like you get there, you set up, and the racing um, it, it never lasts long enough because you're like you get there, you want to run, and you run, and you're like, man, I'm ready to do more, but then next thing you know, they're starting up the real monster trucks and they're doing the, uh, the old school shows, you know? So then you stop what you're doing, you run over and watch that stuff. And before you know it, man, it's like the, the day's already over, God, man, that went by way too quick. They, it's almost like they need to make it a two day event, you know? Um, that would be.
1: That's something we oh, should yeah. talk to somebody about. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I've done. But, uh, it. I mean, I, I've. I mean, when I'm there, I feel like it goes by too fast, and I wish there was another day, or at least half a day, something that kind of, ease you out of yeah. it. But yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's you kind of you have to get there early, and then um, it goes by so fast. You kind of wish there was another like at least half a day, and um, to kind of take everything yeah. else.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, and that one, that's, God, I, I think it's an 11 or 12 hour ride out there, but usually I go with my buddy, Mike, um, Mike Krieger, who's really into, and he's just getting into the RC side of things too. Um, he's, he's building trucks and that's something else I, I, I wanted to kind of mention that even with building retro trucks, there's two different ways to build them. Extremely like really, really scale. Or more for the performance side of things too, and um, and I mean I would say stage one is more of the, the 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 extremely scale you know everything you know multiple shocks on each axle versus you know the single or dual shocks there on some of the the stage two trucks per axle, um, but uh, yeah I mean it's 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 pretty neat to see um, how these these events draw different people and everybody's got their own, their own little niche and what they like to do. And, and they bring stuff to the table and it just further, you know, enhances the hobby. Everybody's got something that they're into and nobody's shunned away. Right. I mean, everybody's, everybody clicks because everybody's there for the same type of thing, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's pretty neat. Um, and that's, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of, like to stray out the line of like scale versus, you know, um, performance. But, um, the thing is with, with scale trucks, these, some of these builds take a year or more to build something really, really cool. You know, they're, they're, they're like spinning images of the real trucks and it's, it's unreal what, what the details go into some of these things, you know, but, um, and that's, once again, that's, what's neat about going to some of these events and seeing these trucks close up because pictures really don't do them justice. Um, and they're, they're, they're definitely like works of art, but, um, yeah, as far as that goes, I mean, um, I know that the Michigan monsters of RC guys are racing up by, by me, but it seems like whenever they're racing, um, I've got work and I can't ever make it. So I kind of have to use vacation time to go to these events and, um, and, you know, it works out for me, but, you know, I, I wish I could wish I could run the trucks a little bit more than I get to sometimes you know but uh yeah it's definitely it's definitely more of a uh it's a hobby but it's, it's definitely takes over some of uh some of your life you know in in doing the stuff it you really get drawn to it and you don't really ever get over it you uh kind of i don't know just it becomes part of you you know monster trucks <laughs> and r c monster trucks run. Right about the same, I would say, as far as uh, as far as that goes. But
1: um, but yeah. So um, I think what we can do is, you know, maybe just give a little bit of a um, update on, you know, maybe the uh, events you'd kind of like to make it to this year that maybe somebody could uh, bump into us, bump into you at, and then maybe give a shout out to you know your supporters and. Uh, you know, your, you know, your dad and everybody that got you in an RC and, and, uh, we can kind of close this thing out a little bit. Cool. Um,
2: well, yeah, as far as races that I'd like to go to or things that I'm, I'm planning going to, well, they had to, uh, reschedule the Bigfoot open house. Um, that was, that's obviously unfortunate, but I, I definitely want to make it to that. I've, I've got time set aside to, uh, to, to make the trip out there. Cause I'm definitely Jones to, to go out there on a, on a road trip and, and go race. So I'd say the Bigfoot open house is like top of my list. Obviously the, um, the, the, the um, monster truck museum race, the, um, the monster truck hall of fame induction ceremony, all that stuff. I, I, what's the actual terminology for that race? What would you call it exactly? Which That's one the, now? the The hall of fame what's the full like name for that because i always get that confused i always just say the museum race but yeah. um i think it's it's <laughs> the museum race um that you know obviously you i think around. you can go on yeah gosh i you can always go i think it's the international monster truck hall of fame and museum yeah. i think there's the website there and you know if you go to that and it says 2020 um, you know, banquet hall of fame. That's where you would, you know, that's, that's all the information. I don't know. You know, that's probably not out right now because of once again, the, the state of things in the, the country, we'll see when, when they're going to actually put the date out. But, um, but I'm hoping that goes, you know, goes through and everything happens. Cause that's going to be one I want to go to. Um, we missed out this year for the world finals. So I guess that'll be next year's big, big event um, in the beginning of the year. Um, but I, I'm really depending on, oh yeah. And, and Samson's, um, I didn't even get a chance to talk about Samson's race, but, um, Dan Patrick of Samson monster truck, PEI, uh, it's PEI incorporated, right? They, um, yeah. Patrick,
1: they, Inter-
2: the, Patrick yeah, Enterprises, that- at, yeah, in- PEI, um, it might they, be
1: Patrick uh, Inner Engineering, incorporated. I don't know.
2: P-E-I. I, no, I think it's oh, Patrick I enterprises. I think it's Patrick okay. enterprise incorporated. Um, okay, I'll, so I've got while one shirt
1: talking about the event. I'll, I'll Google it.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so the, um, the, the, the race that is at Samson's is it's pretty darn cool too. Cause once again, we're in front of a ton of people all day long. There's people that are, they're basically coming up and watching the racing. Some of these kids never leave, you know, like the parents are thrilled to death to have the kids actually watching and, and paying attention. To these trucks racing on the track, but um, Dan Patrick puts on a heck of a cool event with, um, and this happens in Circleville, Ohio. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but it's beautiful out there, uh, kind of out in the farmland. And, He's got a, basically Dan Patrick, he is the owner and operator and, and all of that for the Samson monster truck. Well, he started having an open house of his own. I think he was the first to start this whole open house deal where um, he and his family opened the doors to the, the Patrick shop and museum, which they have a really nice museum set up there. And, and, fans and everybody from pretty much all around the, 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 county and the, you know, all over the state probably show up. It's, it's pretty big. And, um, what he started out doing is having people come over, they could check out the monster truck, um, walk through the museum, they'd, you know, sell a bunch of novelties and it was a big, you know, to do well, it started to grow larger and larger and larger. Now, it's the same thing. They have this open house, but they have ride monster trucks that pop up. So this is the first time I saw the, the brand new Virginia Giant ride truck. They were out there in the field giving rides, and that was really cool. I mean, the, the 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 amount of people that show up is unreal. So for us to be able to um to to race our monster trucks, our RC trucks, there is really cool because all these new people are getting to see. You know, this side of the sport, they never, you know, why these people have never seen this stuff. So we get to interact with the fans, young kids get to, you know, come up, usually let them, uh, come over, hang out with us, hold the trucks, get pictures, you know, with, with, um, you know, their family can get pictures of the kids with the trucks. It's, it's a really cool way to slow things down, have some racing, but also, um, get a chance to, to mingle with people and, and, and really just be another part of, you know, the, the, the festivities, which is pretty cool. We, um, we get there usually early, um, early morning, afternoon, Friday, and then Saturday is when the, the race and the whole, whole thing happens. Um, we had a pretty good turnout for first event last year. And I think this year after people saw the, uh, Saw how things went and got a chance to see it there you know i know i got a lot of people asking about the uh the samson race for this year so as long as we have it and everything once again continues on i know for a fact i'll probably be showing up to that because it's a uh, it's a nice little wrap-up for the the end of the summer um and uh and dan patrick is 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 very welcoming welcoming he uh he's got basically everything's set up for a large group of people to show up and, and all you do is basically just show off, you know, race and, and have a good time. But I would say that would be another one that I look forward to going to, um, Matt Stoltz again with, uh, Fred reap. They, uh, they basically showed up, set everything up and we, um, and we raced and, uh, it was, it was a nice one day event. Um, you get in, do your racing and, you know, we, we close up shop and everybody goes out, you know, afterwards has dinner, has a, has a blast. We just, you know, once again, we feel, uh, feel great after, after having a good, you know, good day of, of racing fun and, and monster trucks. So, um, you know, obviously it's the same, same thing, you know, having fun with, with the crowd and getting to, uh, to amp them up and get them into the, the, the spirit of what we're doing and, um, and really, I mean, that's what it's all about. It's getting out there and showing, you know, and, and, and letting people see these trucks up close and getting them and, you know, the, the, the younger generation or the new generation going, you know, I love it when, uh, when I see a young kid and their dad, you know, is, is there, cause that, that's obviously reminiscent of what I grew up with. Um, and my dad pushing to, uh, to, you know, get the newest thing or, you know, my dad was very, very supportive of all of this stuff. Um, and I, you know, I honestly have to say, I, I, I have to give him hundred percent credit for, you know, everything that I've done, because if it wasn't for him, you know, kind of backing me when I first started racing and, and if he didn't, didn't, um, want to do it, you know, I, it would have been a whole different story, but, um, no, my dad was always really, really supportive. Same with my mom too. They, you know, it was, it was definitely a family effort when we go to some of these big events. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, now I guess we'll talk about, you know, thanking people, but you know, number one would be, have to be my dad. Um, and my, my mom and dad, they, uh, they a hundred percent were, uh, were, um, the driving force and, and, you know, let me do what I need to do to, uh, to, to, you know, I guess shape what, what I've done to this day. um, Another pe- another person would be, um uh, Tim powers, him and I, uh, know, when, when we first started, um, with NRC TPA, Tim was very, uh, very helpful. And he was, he was the guy that I looked up to, um, really cool dude. And I mean, it was, it was pretty neat. He was like one of my idols. When I I'd go racing, I wanted to be more, you know, more like Tim. And I actually, you know, started to try and do my trucks up and mimic what he was doing because of, you know, I, I just saw him as being like the, the ultimate as far as, uh, as far as guys to, to, to try and, uh, you know, improve upon and, and be more like, um, another would be obviously Tad Goad. Tad and I, um, we go to, I would say just about every one of these events together. It's only been a couple that we, we weren't both at and, um, And, you know, Ted's very, very gifted. He's definitely, I would say, um, as far as design wise, he's the brains behind a lot of stuff and, and the, the industry wouldn't, I guarantee you this, the industry wouldn't be where it's at today with, without him and some of his ideas and what he's done. Um, he's very, you know, he's pretty quiet about things. So you wouldn't even know it to see him, but yeah, he's, he's extremely gifted when it comes to, uh suspension design and you know, just coming up with new ideas and, and being a problem solver. Um so and he and also he's a lot of fun to uh to race against too. So um I gotta say thanks to Tad. Um let's see and of course <laughs> fast Freddy, right? Like he's the man. There's no uh <laughs> there's no getting around that. Um I have a an absolute blast Hanging with Fred whenever we go to events. I mean, I, and I, his, you know, his way of doing things is, is, is definitely, um, 100% him. And you know, what I'm talking about either if it's, it's, you know, going up to freestyle with, with the bad to the bone theme going and he's got to put on <laughs> his sunglasses.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Fred yeah, it's is
2: got- 100% Fred. <laughs> and, um, yeah, between that, I mean, plus, I mean, we we've gotten to share a lot of really cool experiences together and we have the same similar sense of humor. So we have a blast. Usually everything, I never have a bad time at a race if Fred's there. And, um, and plus he's extremely devoted to the hobby. I mean, he, 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 he's very into it. I know he also, um, was, is very into the design and, um, uh, engineering and coming up with new ideas i mean he's 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 brilliant too as well um and probably not a lot of people would, would necessarily know that but he really helped bring a lot of cool stuff you know out and um and and really helped shape a lot of uh all the new stuff that we see today so getting to hang out with him and tad is is a lot of fun um so i i definitely have to thank those guys for being you know not just being you know there at races but just also being friends and and, you know it's it's weird when we're at some of these races we're definitely like a support team for each other you know as far as helping each other out it's it's obviously we help and we'll try and help out anybody at the race but it's the three of us that that have always kind of like held together and, and you know um kind of get get you know things done when uh when we need to it's it's pretty pretty cool to be uh around that group of guys. Um, and obviously, you know, my, uh, I've got to thank you and, uh, and JC concepts for, uh, for, um, being uh, my, obviously my, my sponsor, but also giving me the uh, the opportunities to showcase paintwork, showcase new ideas, cool trucks. And I mean, honestly, I gotta say thanks for all the cool products because, um, you know, without that, it'd be pretty, you know, the RC monster world would definitely not be as, as exciting as far as bodies and, and stuff like that goes tires, everything. Um, I think, you know, that it can only get better from here. And I mean, and we're doing pretty good with, with all the new products and being able to put together trucks with really cool new stuff is, is bar none, probably the most exciting part of the hobby right now. Um, so I, you know, I got to thank you for that. And, um, and just also everything that you've done for the RC monster truck industry. There's, you know, I, I, I continue to say it to this day, you guys are doing more than I've ever seen any company do. So, um, you know, and then thanks for, thanks for being a fan, you know, as far as that goes, um, for, for this stuff too. Cause if you're not truly a fan of old school monster trucks, or at least the monster truck industry, you really don't get, what we're doing as RC guys that are replicating this stuff. You almost have to have that perfect storm of fan and, you know, RC, you know, company and, and you have to really get it. And you guys definitely get it as far as getting those details just right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say that's probably, um, the, 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 you know, and also I got to say, you know, I got to say thanks to Barry for everything, you know, Barry, uh, definitely has uh has pushed RC monster trucks into the limelight and you know in a lot of different facets um he you know he's very good with with um you know obviously he does his own design work and everything too but he really is a good spokesman for the hobby and everything that is uh that's going on you know putting races together getting the the RC monster jam world finals going and, you know, he's just very, um, very proactive when it comes to that stuff. So you gotta, gotta hand to that man for that stuff. Um,
1: absolutely.
2: But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, like you said, it's a good time to be a part of this hobby. That's for sure. So.
1: We got, uh, you know, I think it's just, like you said, I, uh, you know, kind of the, you know, for me, I think what it sums up is just, a uh, you know, we're, we're in a phase, that comes in and out of, uh, you know, there's the peaks and valleys in RC of what classes that are popular and what's being done in the industry. But I think, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, like you've run a a bunch of different things, you know, you said you started off with all these, uh, you know, different trucks and stadium trucks and, and you've ran a lot of different things, but you know, we're in a special time too, where these, uh, uh, scale looking trucks and everything are are so fun and that's kind of where uh the monster trucks is fitting in right now again and and then just more support out there has really been uh, a really fun and unique thing to 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 kind of add into the mix in the rc world and um you know i look at all these different classes that are out there between scaling uh the scale trucks we got the drag racing we've always got the off-road racing uh, ten scale and eight scale. There's on-road touring car, pan cars. There's oval, asphalt, carpet, um, dirt oval, and uh, you know. Then we get into the monster trucks, and we get into. Uh, there's just all these different things going on right now, and I think it's important for everybody to to realize there's these there's these different things out there, and that everybody enjoys it a little bit of a different way. So. Um, everybody has to be a little, uh, cognizant of that and yes, you so know, realize that definitely. that we, that we got all these different things. And, um, if there's one thing doesn't do it for you, there's always a, a different type of vehicle or a different type of competition or event that, that, uh, can, can gain your interest. So that, that's where I, I I'm really liking the idea uh, of where, where things are going right now.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, you know, obviously I, I got a chance to do, you know, stadium indoor off-road. Um, and I, and I do enjoy that stuff, but there's still something about doing monster truck racing because it's such a, put it this way. If I was to bring one of my monster trucks to a, you know, dirt, indoor dirt track or, you know, indoor, um, off-road track, those things get so much attention by people you sat down on the table and people just flock to the stuff because you know, it's just so different compared to what they're used to. And, um, it's, it's pretty neat to have that, you know, have that appeal and to, uh, to be able to show that to people, you know, and, and, and obviously everybody's got, um, you know, what, what, what they enjoy as far as their racing goes. But, you know, um, I know that when I go to tracks, you know, I'm not even at tr- if I go to a track and I'm not even racing there, I love to look at other guys, even if it's, you know, off-road or buggy, truck, what you know, all that stuff. I love to look at what they're doing, their pits, seeing what they're doing, because obviously you can always take something from that genre and apply it to whatever it is that you're doing too. You know, different ideas, techniques. So, you know, it's it's neat. And I, I hope that, um, you know, obviously um, people get to see this stuff. They're drawn to it. And, you know, it gets them going, you know, they, all they have to do is start watching some old, you know, monster truck races on, on, you know, from ESPN. And then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, maybe I'll build this truck or, um, or let's say they're already, you know, hip to the whole old monster truck thing or monster truck racing current in general right now. And, you know, they build their first truck and that's what gets them started. So, um, the biggest thing is, is trying to get out there and show it to the people, show it to the masses and get those kids involved because that's what will grow it. That's what gets mom and dad involved. And, um, and then the next thing, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're spending their time and effort on, on RC stuff and there's, you know, they're staying out of trouble. That was kind of the, the, I guess that would be the biggest thing for, uh, what my dad saw it as is that it kept me kind of, um, from getting in trouble early on and even continuing on. I mean, I spent, I, I could've done a, a complete one eighty if I wasn't into uh RC stuff. I mean I love that and that's what I was doing when I come home. I'd be either painting bodies or doing whatever and it kept me, you know, kept me intrigued. And that goes a long way, you know, in keeping keeping kids, you know, entertained and and, and doing things that are positive, you know.
1: All right. Well, let's uh call it an episode here we appreciate you coming on spread spreading the good word of uh of rc <laughs> and all the different things that we've uh, been involved in and we appreciate you being on the show
2: hey no problem and thanks for uh thanks for having me and hopefully i didn't go into too much detail but it wow, was awesome you know it's a lot of years of racing over i think over 30 now so yeah you're gonna have some stories you know but, um, so if, yeah. if
1: anybody wants to, to follow some of the stuff you're doing, we got uh, – you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook. Um, you, know, you you post some photos up there uh, occasionally of your new builds, old builds, uh, stuff you're – guys you're talking to and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Um, get your Instagram. You
2: find, yeah, you can find me. I would say the, the easiest way to find me right now because I, I do post every once in a while on some of the Facebook forums. But the quickest way to, 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 look at some of my current stuff is uh, on Instagram and it's Wyatt Racing, all one word. Um, that's a mixture of stuff that is vintage stuff that I've got, vintage builds, stuff that I like, um, which we didn't, I didn't really talk about, but, um, that and also a lot of current stuff. If I'm in the middle of building a project, I'll show pictures of like current things that I'm working on to get ready for a race all sorts of stuff, you know, and there's stuff that shows, you know, vintage RC collection stuff that I've got. Um, you know, I, I, I loved, um, obviously monster truck racing, but I also love vintage Tamiya stuff, uh, vintage Claw Buster in general, not even having anything to do with racing. You know, there's, there's years and years of cool stuff that, that, um, that I tried to collect that I feel was, um, you know, important to the hobby. And the way I see it is, you know, if I can preserve it or, um, have it, you know, at some point here, I'm going to have a nice, really nice display that I can, I can show off everything. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the whole, whole clawbuster um, genre, we'll just say, but, uh yeah, I would say Wyatt racing on Instagram. Um, and there's really nothing on, on Facebook. It's more of like, uh, you know, just kind of a personal page. If people want to friend me on there, I don't, I don't, mind it. Um, but that would be just Dan Wyatt on Facebook. Um, I don't have a, uh, I don't have a Wyatt racing Facebook page yet, so maybe I'll have to work on that.
0: I'm sending but, you, um, send you in a request right now, shooting it through. You? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we appreciate okay. it, Dan. Thanks for, uh, no problem. having patience doing this and uh, waiting on us a little bit while we're getting up to speed with some of this um, stream yard stuff and we're having a good time and yeah this is episode 213 we've actually uh been doing this so so we'll uh we'll uh end it on that note on a good note here and uh thanks again and we'll see you next time
2: no problem thank you guys for everything and i'll see you at the races